everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the UGASports.com post-game overreaction show. The Georgia Bulldogs squeaked by against South Carolina 24-14. to I'm joined by Eddie from Ackworth and Andy Stowe here. Uh, Jason Budd is at a wedding. Ben Bachman has the flu, and Roddy will be here soon. So these guys are helping me out get this show started. And guys, speaking of getting started, the Bulldogs uh, were unable to do that in the first half. So hopefully we will have a better first half uh, of the show than the Georgia Bulldogs did. And then, you know, if we can show out in the second half of the show, just like the Georgia Bulldogs did, then I, I think we'll have a really solid show there. I know, guys, you are wanting to overreact. And before we do that, though, I want to make sure everybody can tune in and get in on the action if they'd like. How you do that, you ask? The link is in the description of the video. You can click that link. It'll put you into a virtual waiting room, and then I can add you in. Uh, whether you want to be on camera or just audio, either one works. Make sure you put your name. We'll get you onto the show. I know you guys have some opinions. Also, first time watching, long time watcher. We always want to know where you're watching us from. Make sure you put that into the YouTube comment section. We'll get it up on the screen. Also, last bit of housekeeping note here, guys. We do put up your comments, so let us know if you have any questions. You're a little camera shy, don't want to be on audio. That's fine. We'll put your questions up, and we'll try to get to those. And... I think I've covered everything, guys. As we do every time when you guys come on the show, uh, I always ask for some initial thoughts. Eddie, since you're in the top box, we'll go ahead with you. Uh, some initial thoughts here on this 24-14 Georgia victory over South Carolina. Yes. Thank you, Paul. Hey, Andy, did you hear that subtle little shot Paul took at us? We hope the second half is better like the Georgia game. So that means yeah. when you and I are off the air. So, you know, take that yeah, exactly. for it. It's okay. It's, it's all right. I know. I know. I didn't mean for it to be like that. Oh, okay. Well, that's how hey, I think. At least we're on the team. That's all that matters. I mean, even the last, the last fifty-three on the bench gets a gets yeah, a ring. Yeah. So that's all that matters. Hey, uh, you know what I take from this game? Football is sixty minutes. It ain't thirty. And mm -hmm. I will say this right now: Shane Beamer caused that second half because he came out with all that. Did y'all watch him after we missed the field goal in the first half? Was staring that down like, Kirby Smart yeah, like it, Kirby had taken one of his puppies and killed him. That's the way he yeah. looked. And he ran off the field, and the reporter even said, I'm going to say it right now, the reporter said, Beamer said, we kicked their ass in the first half. Okay? Yeah, he did. You know Kirby heard that and, and <clears throat> totally flipped the script in the second half. Now, the first half was not good, guys. We got blown off the ball. The lines of scrimmage that we have been touting for, what, six months on this show about how good we're going to be, both sides, were not good. It was not good. And I'm not going to lay it all at the feet of Amarius Mims being hurt. We were being blown up before he got hurt. It was not good. So we got some issues. But you know what? They figured them out, and they changed it in the second half. And Carson Beck, to me, looked like a completely different quarterback in the second half. He was throwing with confidence. He knew where he wanted to go with the ball, and he had some protection. Totally different game in the second half. So I give him credit. Uh, I think the team grew up a lot today, and that means a lot. Uh, so <laughs> Mike Bobo's coloring book, this is it. He, <laughs> says, uh, he says, hi, dink and dunk, baby. Yeah, then we're going to get to that. I like your name, though. That's a commitment there, Mike Bobo's coloring book. Um and I, I also want to touch on a bunch of what Eddie said, but I want to get your thoughts first, Andy, your uh, initial thoughts on this uh, victory. I keep saying like victory with a kind of a weird tone to it, but 
almost like I have air quotes uh, around it. Yeah, a victory uh, for the Georgia Bulldogs. What 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 did you see? Well, like Eddie was saying, the first half we didn't get any pressure. He was able to pick us apart. There was, and you know, I said a couple weeks ago, my biggest concern was right there on that defensive line because we saw last year when Jalen Carter got hurt when he was out for those games, pressure stopped. He comes back in the Tennessee game and we start beating them up. Jalen Carter is generational. He is a difference maker, and I do not see anybody doing that. And the offensive line was getting whooped. And, you know, when you talk about Mims getting hurt, I mean, honestly, when he went out, we looked better in the second half without him. So it's not – I mean, and I'm not saying anything bad about him. You know, I hope he's he's probably our – you know, he's arguably our best offensive lineman. But I don't know. There's some weird little switch that I don't know if Kirby just lights a fire under him at halftime and they go out, but – there was something different because Carson Beck, like he looked scared. I don't know. I mean, he looked timid. He wouldn't let it rip, and and maybe, you know, maybe Bobo wouldn't let him rip it. I don't. know. I mean, I don't. Get, I don't buy the Bobo hate as much as everyone else. But like the swing passes, I see a lot of people complaining about that. But then we hit him wide, you know, down the center, wide open. I think they hit um, was it Dominic Lovick down the center in the mm-hmm. um, like the third quarter for like 25, 30 yards. So I mean, it's like, so I don't, I don't buy the Bobo hate as much, but also. I'm not thinking, oh, he's the greatest OC ever. You know, so I don't, there's, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel. I don't know what is, I don't know because. We'll dig we'll, we'll deep us. into it. We'll get into your feelings. We'll be like a therapist here, Andy. We'll, Sounds good. Let me get a couch. I'm on the couch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah couch. We'll get to your, we'll get into your head a little bit. Uh, Joe is right, guys. Hit the like button, please. That thing helps us out tremendously. It helps bring other crazies in here with you guys. So it's not just, uh, you know. Now we're crazy, Andy. You hear that? Yeah. I mean, just <laughs> hey. shots everywhere. Hey, hey. Uh, Ben's not here to take any of my uh, ricochets, so I guess you guys are going to take them. Um, Greg, family of the show there, says uh, the pass rush is meh. Yeah. The O-line looks disinterested half the time. So I will say the pass rush looked really good in the second half. Mm-hmm. Really like fourth quarter, into the third quarter. Man, but this this team, it was if I had to like write an article, right? And which I'm not very good at. Roddy makes me do it sometimes, but if I had to, the title of my article would be a tale of two halves. Yeah. Because the the first half, I mean, obviously it was it was 14 to 3 at, at halftime. Uh, you know, the, so many things went wrong. And then you come out in the second half and you just kind of put your foot to the pedal. And I think the Oh man, I'm, you guys are going to get me on this. Uh, the big pass, what was it to Rosemary Jack Saint on that first drive in the second half, right over the middle? I, I don't remember if it was Rosemary. Got or the something. first down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it was like, Rosemary. Yeah, it just got it was, snatched it out of the air. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. It was a huge play, and we hadn't seen that all first half. There was no. Oh, I was texting you guys throughout the game, and I said, "Look, guys, there's no deep ball passes. Mm-hmm. This is all." You know, kind of dink and dunk stuff. They're, they're throwing wide receiver screens, check downs, things like that. Uh, and then when Beck finally, and again, we'll never know the answer to this, right? And we'll never know if it was a play calling thing or or the calls were there and Beck just didn't want to go downfield, right? We'll never know the difference. So there's going to always be, there's always going to be haters for Bobo and there's going to be haters for Beck. And then you'll have a few that, that hate both of them. Um, but most people are going to pick one or the other. They're going to either hate on Bobo for the play calling or they're going to hate on Beck for not going downfield. We'll never know which one is correct, right? Uh, but something happened. And in the second half, they, they were able to go downfield. Carson Beck, I mean, if you look at the stat line, 27 of 35, 77% completion, uh, 
completion percentage. He didn't have any touchdowns, but that was because they got to the goal line and, and you know, ran him in. So I don't know. It, it There was times, I, I think I tweeted out right at halftime, like your team takes on your quarterback's uh, personality. Stetson had that moxie about him. He had that like big game swag. Yep. Yeah. You know, he was older than everybody else. And that might've been something to do with it. Who knows? But he just had that, I don't know. I wouldn't say dog in him. That feels like a weird way to say, but does it make sense like that? He had that moxie and the team kind of took after that. Carson's more laid back. I'm afraid that you go into a place like Auburn, that could be kind of the demise, if you will. Yeah, yeah, Stetson. There was a different I mean, in, the, in the postseason games. I mean, playing well or Tennessee game. He, he's he's telling them to call me because they called him all night long. Stetson right. is a different breed. There's a and it's weird that we're you know three years ago we hated Stetson and now he's oh, the greatest. Of course, Georgia, yeah, he's the greatest yeah. Georgia Bulldog ever now. And but yeah, he he's telling them to call him. You know, and and when he you know like I think in the um in the national championship game their um, their linebacker number thirteen. You know, Stetson was like, let him come through. He spun around. He broke. It was in the, I guess it was in the um, second quarter, I think. And he broke through and got the first down. It was like third and 10. And, I mean, he knew he could beat him. I don't see that. I don't see that. It's a different. Well, I, 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 I saw it a little bit in the second half from Carson. Yeah. So yeah. it's there. It's there. It's like, is it. But why? Why? Right. And right. That's to me. To me, the reason is the line of scrimmage, guys. Y'all keep discounting this. And I kept texting you guys during the game. He was under duress in the first half, and he kept he panicked and started looking for checkdowns because he was getting yeah. hit a lot. In the second half, he had time to make reads and throw the dang ball. And he made some good reads and threw the ball downfield. He looked like a completely different quarterback in the second half. You talk about Moxie. I saw it in the second half because he had time to throw the football. That's the difference. Okay, here's here's uh here's a question for you guys. Before I get to that question, I have to put this comment up from OU Herschel Walker. He says, major halftime adjustments. Switch to gray boxer briefs, put on a shirt. I hope you're wearing one before. He said, put on a shirt and visor worn for the Bama Natty game. Changed drinking cups, switched from Miller Lite to Wild Turkey, and ate two chicken salad sandwiches. Guys, if you want to know what you got to do, that's what you got to do. You got to change the boxer, you you go. boxer briefs. Uh, you took the wild turkey, Eddie. I was saying more of the boxer brief, but hey, you know, each their own. There's most important things to folks. Um, maybe, maybe for <laughs> anyone's Andy, on be, your body, it's what's in your body. Yeah, right. Maybe for Andy, it would be put a shirt on. You know, that that's was, right. What's I didn't have a shirt. On. I took, you know, switching up your boxers. Um, that was what I got from that, guys. It was a crazy game. I want to bring on Jeremy Neighbors. Uh, he's in the waiting room. Jeremy, what's up, man? Man, not much, guys. I. Eddie really just got a hit on just what I was going to say. My biggest frustration, like uh, it settled down in the second half, but it really looked like Beck, and I saw the comment a second ago, it looked like Beck was going too quick to the short routes when there were guys down the field open. Mm -hmm. On two occasions specifically, I remember Bowers being open, and then there was a third down where um, Edwards was wide open, had no one around him, and he he opted instead. And I, was, I don't know if he's just not seeing the field, but like you said, he did have a lot of guys in his face during the first half. But that was just my biggest complaint from from the game. Uh, glad to see the running game settle down, you know, and kind of or help put the game away uh, here in the second half. Dejon being in, I oh. mean, it's a it's a completely different. Dejon's a running back. 
Yeah, he's a running back there. I mean, and, and here's the crazy thing: they uh, they also so I think Ken, they said Kendall got hurt. I heard that on the broadcast. Uh, that his knee got hurt. Something happened. He got a knee. And uh, yeah, something happened. And they put Dylan Bell. Dylan Bell had seven carries. He was the second. Uh, him and Milton tied for second leading rushes. But having Edwards, man, is a difference maker. Guys, if you didn't see the final stat line, 20 attempts, 118 yards for Edwards, one touchdown, and that averages out to five. Point nine, And the, his longest of the day was 21. So it's not like there was a big 60-yarder thrown in there. He would just pound it consistently. Uh, J- Jeremy, what is – we haven't talked about this yet. What about the defense? Where are you at well, with them? What really got them to me on the wrong foot today was – and y'all may have already hit on that before I could hop on. The, the immediate uh, kick out of bounds – like I, I don't know if that's coach. But I have never. No, that's, I have, that's, that's never, not coach. No. Okay, I have never liked that when that's done. Yeah. That was like, a mistake. That yeah. wasn't coach. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, see, I, I have never liked when kickers try that because I feel like it backfires more than it's you know more you than miss you miss it. You miss it. Yeah. Uh. Well, yeah, I mean that got that got the game started off on the wrong foot. Uh, defense. Uh, it seemed at first, again, I, I wasn't able to tell what coverage they were in, but it seemed like early on your DBs were too far off the ball and, and the uh, wow. receivers were stop, you know, were breaking the routes off. And then, you know, they're making uh, – Rattler's making his passes and then there's not a DB within five yards of them. Glad they, you know, they, they made an adjustment, got back and uh, fixed it. Other than that, um, yeah, I was really proud with how the pass rush picked it up in the second half. Yeah, pass rush looked looked really well. Um, I think, and I, I'm I'm not one guys. I'm really not to like single one player out. I will say this: I think Georgia missed Javon Bullard very oh, much yeah. so today. Absolutely, uh, the the player that took over for him today just seemed a little lost. And you know, maybe they'll can clean that up. But losing out on Bullard, who was in pads on the sideline, so I'm sure we will hear from Kirby in the post game conference. Uh, that he could have gone, guys. He could have gone. He, I mean, he was ready. He was he was there. Uh, but you know, we we felt like we didn't quite need to put him in. So he he had pads on. Uh, hopefully, I mean, you probably don't need him against UAB. Maybe you want to warm up his legs a little bit. But you are definitely going to need him against Auburn. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's something else I was wanting to ask y'all. Get your thoughts on. I mean, I I remember asking about it on the Sunday Colin show a few weeks back, going through the schedule, and I think y'all hit on it just briefly. I mean, I was already worried coming into the year about the trip to Jordan Hare coming into the season because that's a nice, that's a good environment. So, I mean, what what do y'all think about that in two weeks? I go ahead, Andy. I don't. It's it's a tough environment, but I don't think Auburn's that good. I mean, I just don't see it. Well, I mean, we didn't think South Carolina was that good either. We didn't, and that's uh, he got Spencer Rattler got sacked nine times by North Carolina. We got him three. I mean, you know, so that's. In North Carolina, come on, that's a completely talent level is just not Georgia. So I mean, I agree. Where there, I didn't think they were that good, and I, I really thought Georgia was going to kill this team. Um, still not too scared, but it's you know the Jordan Hare thing. It's a little, it does get scary, but sure. You're right now. They just don't. I mean, they just they don't look that good. They didn't look very good against Cal. What was it, seventeen fourteen? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So it hasn't. I don't know. It's the first road game. Right. Yeah, that's that's the difference. It's the road game atmosphere. How's Carson Beck going to do in that atmosphere? That's that's going to be the big question there. 
But, you know, I, I think the way South Carolina played us today in the first half was much tougher than we thought. And we wore them down. And I think that's what's going to happen against Auburn. You know, the, it, we just wear people down. And by the third and fourth quarter, we're rolling in guys that are fresh. And even Gary Danielson pointed out on the broadcast, these guys are exhausted for South Carolina. Yeah, you, just exhausted. They could not keep up with our depth. And that's the difference. And I think that'll be the difference against Auburn. Uh, I, I just – I don't – I. I said that's when the season starts. I was wrong. The season started today, unfortunately. I didn't, mm. I didn't predict that. It did. It really did. But, um, you know, I, I'm less worried about Auburn than I was previously. I'll put it well, that way. And I'm, I'm really trying to still soak in the moment uh, that – taking in the moment of what Georgia's in the middle of right now. I mean, they just won their 20th game in a row. Sure. Uh, last I just checked, uh, I, I was trying to check for an update. It looked like Alabama was only up ten to three going into ten to three. Court. That's right. They just got. Uh, but I'm really like I'm really trying to keep the overreaction and keep it in check from compared to what other what uh, what's going on around the country. Yeah, so that's a that's a great point, Jeremy. There's a lot of teams struggling. We saw Florida State barely get out of Boston College uh, with the with a win. Uh, you know, I don't know if there's a team this year that is just completely dominant like we've seen in years past. So there's going to be flaws in everybody's team. Now, can Georgia continue to, you know, overcome those flaws? And really, it's, the flaw is the first half, you know? Yeah. Uh, the, the flaw is just the the first half of, like, and the problem is Auburn knows that. That's yeah. going to be kind of the key. Auburn knows, hey, if we punch these guys in the mouth early, we got a shot. Because they're not going to have a shot in the second half. Georgia's going to come back. But if they can put up 21, you know, you might have a chance. This game was a let's not forget, guys. And, you know, Vegas doesn't tend to be wrong too often. I think Georgia's 0 and 3 against the spread uh, right now. Yeah. This was a 27 and a half point game. Like Georgia was favored by 27 and a half. They won by 10. Again, you know, that, that seems to be uh, a big differential, if you will. Uh, 17 and a half points is, is no, you know, one or two plays, is what I'm getting at. Is Georgia number one next week? Yeah, they stay number one. You yeah. really think so? No, yeah. Why Andy not? just shook his head no. I don't Who? think they're number one right now. But no, I, I said Tuesday. Know. I'm talking about Tuesday when the rankings. Uh, okay, are we talking about? Are you talking about Tuesday? Okay, so what about, in the about Tuesday? In the AP I know we got poll, some football to go, but in the AP poll, Georgia will still be one, but they won't have as many votes. There will be, yeah. and especially if you see Colorado win tonight, and if they win convincingly. Yeah. They're going to they're going to creep, and then yeah. Texas. You know they may get some more votes. They're off. Is Texas off this week? Or I don't know. I don't keep yeah. up with Queen Ewers. Yeah. Um, I don't. But not, yeah, Georgia's still number one. Yeah, Georgia's still Georgia's still number one. But what are uh, here's the what have these three teams done to us? This they they it's the same thing they're doing each week, and that we're having an issue stopping it. They're getting the ball out really quick. They they showed us that that. Um, Rattler got it out in two point two seconds, two point four seconds. Like they, he was, they're getting the ball out quick, and we're having a an issue, kind of almost like we can't react to that quick enough. And maybe you know, I think Jeremy might have said we were lining up deep with the DBs. Maybe that's the issue. Maybe because we're so far off the ball, maybe we're not able to get there quick enough. So that's why they're throwing it so fast. But that is something that we've got to react to or change something. It's almost like uh, at, at the halftime they just all get adrenaline shots and and they're fine. I, the first half, they're just like, yeah, we'll go out here and play. Offensive line, first half, guys, looked looked bad. Defensive Terrible. line, first half, looked bad. Uh, defensive backs, first half, not great. 
Uh, I I thought uh, Kirby might have thrown in a different DB for Everett. Everett was mm-hmm. kind of he's missing getting out. Picked. He's getting picked on, and then I saw in the second half, uh, it looked like, and I'm not. I had to go back and watch. It looked like they switched it to where Lasseter was just shadowing uh, Leggett the mm-hmm. whole time, yes, where it was where they were playing sides, uh, which Georgia normally does, and uh, they they kind of changed that up. So uh, Miss Mary's got you, Andy. Yeah. She says Texas plays Wyoming tonight. So there you go. Um, Jeremy, what else you got for us, my man? Man, that's it. I just wanted to hop on real quick and get off. Uh, you know, I, I usually don't, uh, I'll try to listen as much as I can. If not, I'll catch the rest on the podcast, guys. Love listening to y'all. Yeah, brother. Hit that like button. There you go. I'll say, man, love listening to the show. It's the best show y'all got. All right, brother. Take it easy, brother. All right. See y'all. Yeah. See you. He's a good guy, man. He's a good oh, yeah. guy. Kid uh, is always there. in the background. I'm surprised the yeah. kid wasn't there. Well, he's got two now. He's got two. Oh, he's got, he's two. got two. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Amari, ooh, we haven't touched on this yet, guys. Yeah, we got a long show. But we we got you know we got some stuff we got to talk about here. But um, Greg, doctor, the doctor's in the house. The doctor was giving us hell last week. I think he's giving us hell again this week. I haven't really looked. Uh, he said play calling was rough. So it seems like the doctor, Doctor Greg Steely, is uh, on the does not like Bobo train. Like I said, there's there's two people. Actually, there's three, maybe four. There's a small majority of four that like Bobo and Beck. And then you have the ones that hate Bobo and Beck, and you have the ones that hate Beck and Bobo. So there's category. There's four categories. I think uh, Dr. Steely is in the Bobo hate category. Correct me if I'm wrong there, Doc. Uh, let's see here. With Kevin Johns, that's a big buck in that picture right there. I hope you got it. That's he nice. said, we do Ooh. not care about stinking spread, do we? I mean, really? W is what matters. We have the W. Yes. But the you'd be surprised. Vegas... Uh, with the spreads, it, it, they're pretty close and spot on. They, they know what they're doing over there. So when you don't cover the spread or don't come close to it, you always, you know, it, it just kind of shows that you weren't up to par for what everybody thought you were going to be. That's why I brought it up. Uh, right. Yeah, because, I, really I mean, what happens when you play a really good team? When, yeah. you know, if you're, if you're playing bad against bad teams and if you come up against, I don't know, maybe Auburn is good. I don't think so. But, you know, you play a good team. Yeah. Might get beat. I mean, it's just well, here, this is why I brought up the spread. So if it's a 27 and a half point spread and you won by 10, so you really there's a 17 and a half point gap there. Let's say you go to Auburn and you are a 16 and a half point favorite. If you do that at Auburn, you get lose beat. the game. It's so bad. you know that that's why it kind of matters there. That's why I brought it up. Let me uh, ask you guys a question. Do we play a quarterback that's any better than Spencer Rattler for the rest ooh. of the year? Spencer showed some Spencer showed some guts. He was today. impressive in the first half. Yeah, now, he had time. I'll give him that because I. this is what I thought about before the show started. Spencer Rattler, okay, he was Rattler in the first half. Change that R to a D in the second half. He was Rattled in the second Ooh. half. Oh, look at Eddie with the wordplay. Well. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Wasn't that brilliant? But it's the truth. I mean, he was completely rattled in the second half. He looked like a different quarterback. But I started thinking while this game was going on. Is there a quarterback we're going to see who's as good as Spencer yes. Rattler for the rest There's of one. the year? I don't There's know. One. Jackson Dart for Old Miss. I okay. think mm-hmm. I think he's pretty good. Um, but that's way down the line yeah. in November. We'll know a lot more about this team by then. We look. I think we all overlooked um, the South Carolina team. We saw what happened sure. against UNC. We saw that UNC got nine sacks, and we were like twenty-seven and a half point favorite. This is a cakewalk. It wasn't. It wasn't. Um, I, I'm curious to know what the chat – what did y'all do at halftime? 
what, what was your halftime uh, speech to your wife's or to your husband's or, or to your kids? Because uh, my wife, she was, uh, she was taking care of the baby and she took a nap. She woke up and she was like, oh, my God, this is terrible. She's like, can they fix this? I'm like, I think they can, you know, but I was very I was very, you know, kind of low key about it. Eddie, were you? Well, I'm actually jealous of your wife because she didn't have to. She didn't have yeah, to she, watch that first. Yeah, half. she didn't, didn't watch the to, first half yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. She, she, she was off the hook. So good right. for her. She did a good job. I told you guys, I texted you guys this. It all came down to that first drive in the second half. Yeah. And that. That's, that turned the game to me. I said to you guys, if we go down and screw around three and out, don't don't get a touchdown here, three points, zero points, this game is in trouble. And we went right down the field and scored a touchdown. I said, that turned the game right there. That was the Miss difference. Mary, cha- she changed outfits, guys. Uh, Hamilton, <laughs> our boy Hammy, says, uh, I was quiet. I meditated like a Jedi. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Lego Downs says, uh, we suck this year. There you oh, go, guys. No, <laughs> come on. Yeah, no, that's overreaction <laughs> show, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's what that's we are. Absurd. I love it. Well, I let's, love it. I want to say this about Spencer Rattler. The first half, 16 for 18 for 152 yards. He finished the game 22 for 42. He only completed six more passes in the second half. What was I mean, his total yardage? Total Easy. yardage was 256. Okay, so we got 100, roughly 100 more yards. Huh? Carson Beck's total yards, 269. I mean, and so, that's a, te- a tale of two halves. Yeah. So Rattler threw um, uh, 42 minus 18. What is that, Andy? 24? Yeah. Yeah. 42, 42 minus 18 is 24. Yeah. So six of 24 in the second half. Yeah. Wow. Sure. That's, yeah. That, sure. But that's the that thing. Is. We started getting pressure Michael on Michael Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Michael. Yeah. So, so, Andy, you said uh, a little earlier in the show, and you said it uh, on our Sunday show, I think. There's yeah. no Jalen Carter. I agree. There's not. But there is a Michael Williams. He's a different beast, but Michael is is really good. And yeah. you know, Georgia fans are lucky to have him. He's only a sophomore. You have him and Starks for at least one more year after this. Uh, just to watch him blossom. He made a lot of money today, I think, on his tape, just getting by those guys. Mm-hmm. Also, South Carolina, I think, was without their two starting tackles. So they were, they were. that we'll just mention that one time and one time only. We'll let it go out the window after that. Uh, I, can I say this real quick, Paul? Michael is a smart player on top of all that because there was a play where he was free rush dispenser and he could have just driven him right into the ground and nailed him. And he kind of let up a little bit, right? Do y'all remember that play? And yeah. it did not cost us yes. a penalty. Yeah. And, it, and he, he changed the trajectory of that throw. And that right there, free rush, you just want to kill that guy. And he knew he was smart enough to, to back off a little bit and didn't what? do it. What was Spencer Rattler pointing at though? Because Michael didn't it, even touch him. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't Michael. I think it was. Um, it was Warren Brinson was over there talking to him. He was pointing at Warren or something. Oh, like, it wasn't because Michael walked back away, so gotcha. it wasn't. It wasn't a big deal. Uh, JT Thompson says, "Does UGA soccer team mm. have a kicker we can borrow?" So mm. the kicking game, guys. Boy, we talked about this. I want to say over the off season on the Colin show, and I said, guys. Kirby has been very fortunate to have Hot Rod and Hot Pod. And if you go look at the Alabama teams of yesteryear, what was one big thing that kind of bit them in the butt was kicking. We saw it today. Uh, It was it was not great. Now, it's a true freshman. This was guaranteed the biggest game he's ever played in his life. 
those kicks weren't that hard though. I mean, for kicking wise, they were pretty one. The first one was really close. I don't, I don't know kicking though, guys. So I'm not going to say if they were hard or not. I'm sure he would tell you different because he missed them, but man, that, uh, so he made the first one in the first uh, quarter from 31. Then he missed the 28 yarder. And That's then missed the one. The, yeah. yeah. Missed it. That was the one I'm talking about. The 28 mm-hmm. yarder. And mm-hmm. then he missed the 43 uh, as well. Now, as Brett, big, big uh, shout out to Brett, says, Hot Rod yeah. missed the huge one in 2019. True. I think Hot Pod missed a couple, too, during his his time. Now, you know, doesn't matter, right? You won the game. But this is something I wonder if Kirby goes back and looks at. Because you do have another kicker on the team. Uh, he was the one that kicked the ball off <laughs> in the first play of the game. Uh, so Yeah, right out of bounds. Yeah, so I, I don't know, you know, if 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 that's where you want to go, but you do have that option. Um, so, you know, uh, he's been here three years and he didn't win the job over a transaction. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I don't know. I just don't. But his it. job I mean, is not to kick field goals. His got his job is to kick it off. Right. Well, I mean, his, his in theory, they were yeah, when he they got were, yeah, Sorry. in camp. Yeah, they went to camp to see who was going to be the field goal kicker. And, yeah. and okay. he was recruited here to be a kicker. Yeah, he just uh he's now the, the kickoff guy. Uh so you, you have another for JT who asked, uh, you do have another kicker on the team. He did uh cost you a penalty on the first play of the game. Guys, I don't know if everybody's ready. We're 30 minutes into the show, so we are monetized by YouTube now, so that's good. Uh, so we can bring this guy on to the show um, without further ado. There really, man? All right. <laughs> the Godfather. No, I got, I, got a, got, I got a hot dog. You just, you just down the glizzy on the overreaction show? Oh, yeah. And uh, look at the Godfather. Look, look, no, look at the Godfather's backdrop. That shit's dope, dude. I got, we just moved into a new house, so I don't have, like, I can't do that yet. I got neighbors that are staring at me right now. Hello. <laughs> no. Hey, last I checked, um, Eddie, was Todd Gurley in the backfield? No. In the in the red zone? No. Then why the fuck are we riding the, the draw play up the middle from the inside the 20 and not throwing the ball in the end zone to Brock Bowers? Why did you ask Eddie that? I mean, you could have asked all of us that. Was that just, is, oh, hey, Paul, I didn't even know you were there. Hey, what what do you have? Here's the real question. What do you have what's on, on the dog? Yeah, what's, what's on the glizzy? What's on the dog? What's on? Uh, I got um, spicy Dijon mustard. Yeah. What the hell is that? It looks like a pickle. What and there's a flag. Now, obviously, you didn't fix that. No, I did, but but I walked away from it for no. So I got a spicy Dijon. I've got catsup, how some people pronounce it. I've got a dill pickle. Relish, okay, dill pickle. That's fine. Yeah, I got a dill pickle and um, some cocaine. No, I'm kidding. I don't have any cocaine. <laughs> that was my next question. Yeah. <laughs> no. What? Like seriously, Paul? What's yeah. going on, dude? Is, Bo- is Bobo against like throwing the ball to the best player in college football inside the twenty? To you know, if you isolate him. Yeah. So we we didn't talk about Bowers much, and that's probably because there wasn't much to talk about him. He had seven catches, so he did tie Lovett uh, with the uh, with the. I, I can't even, you, dude. You just 
like all these comments, man. Like you want a hot dog, don't you, Paul? I don't know if I want. Uh, I don't know if I want Anthony's Hello. hot dog. Hello. Uh, it's my fourth one. I have vision four. Look at this body. I'm streamlined. I'm streamlined, baby. Body. Yeah. I'm built uh, like a. 12, I'm built like a twelve-year-old girl. Hey, on the Bowers thing, is is he injured a little bit? Because I did hear that yes. during the game. Yeah, so, okay, so, what's so wrong? Bowers, Bowers is limping a little bit, Anthony. He did lead uh -huh. the team in receptions. He had 54 yards. Lovett had 56. But, yeah, I, I agree. They targeted him nine times, so he had the most targets today. And then they only used him in the rushing game one time. He had one attempt for one yard, which – he I thought have that, that one yard. That was yeah, a I really good one yard game. That was, crazy. So, that was yeah. the best one yard game you can ever yeah, have. Yeah, that was insane. Yeah, yeah. He was hit about yeah. five yeah. yards at the backfield. That's right. Yeah. My man, uh, it, Pine Saw Lemon Scent says, my ba my man's barely chewing the glizzies, just downing them. Just oh, yeah, right. yeah. straight down. You eating, out, eating out taste later, baby. That's how the, that's how the military does it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what did you uh, what did you think about Car Carson Beck, Spano? I thought I thought he, I mean I thought I thought he hit the intermediate pass as well. But I think Bobo, anybody that has a, a good secondary is going to eat the is going to eat our lunch. They're going to sit on all that that screen stuff, and their linebackers are going to get outside the tackle box as fast as possible. So he needs to he he needs to make Carson a better quarterback because right now he's just way too predictable. And that really better, that really be better in the second half though. He was, he was, but he also got the ball to Ra Ra and Dylan Bell, which he didn't do in the first half either. That's true. So, I sent a text to Paul and Eddie. I was like, "This is where we hit Ra Ra," and of course right. he throws the ball, and then it was just tipped away. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, just a, that was a good throw. That was a good throw too, by the way. Yeah, well, yeah. That, was, that was just good defensive play. I get yeah, I it. So I get it. It, was, it might have been a little behind, but it was it was a good throw. Anthony, so I, I've I've come to the conclusion that there's uh, four Georgia fans now, and the, the fourth one is a very small minority. So I want to know where you stand. There, There's one Georgia fan that hates Beck. There's another Georgia fan that hates Bobo. There's another Georgia fan that hates both of them. And then a small minority that does not hate either one. Uh, which one do you stand in right now today? Hate is a strong word, Paul. It is. I, you know, as I was saying it, that was a strong word, wasn't it, Eddie? Can, can you dislike. think? Dislike. Yes. Yes. I, 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 I dislike Bobo's play calling because it's the same thing as okay. his last year. What about Some the second half? Did you dislike it then? I, I, no, 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 no. I'm just saying we drove down the field two times in the first half, 70 yards plus, came away with three points because every time he got inside of the 30, he ran the same six plays. Yeah, but I'm asking you, did you dislike no. it in the second half? No. It's the same guy? I, 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 well, I dislike his play calling. I like the player's execution in the second half. I know it sounds kind of stupid. I'm riding fence there. I do like it. I like the fact that they got more players involved and they went away from the screen game, which I do appreciate that from him. But I just don't want it to be that point and click for defenses to know what Mike Bobu is going to do. Like that, that's really, that's all I'm trying to say. It just, it seemed way too easy for the defense to sit on everything that we were doing in the first half. That was all, that's all. He, he did, he did a good job, but the guys also executed much better in the second offensive line push had nothing to do with Mike Bobo's play calling in the first half. So everybody played better in the second half. So I will give you that. I'll give you that. Uh, so Miss, uh, Miss Gloria helped us out. She said, no hate, just concern. So yeah, we'll, we'll take the hate. Okay. 
that's a, that's a, that's good. That that's a good adjective. Yeah, concern. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Hate is a, hate is a strong word, Anthony. And we don't hate, Paul. We don't hate. <laughs> um, Mountain Man agrees with you. Anthony says uh, Ray Charles could see what Bobo was going to do in the first half. So there you go. Mountain Man's on your side. He's a uh, Motown legend. Uh, Mo, you know, Joe is also on your side too. There's a lot of people on your side, Anthony. There's, you got a lot of people here. You got a lot of people. Um, and then, ooh, we have the we have the one guy here, Andy. A very small minority pop oh. in the category four. It's not Bobo or Beck, or he said Norbeck. Uh, we don't have the same oh. personnel. What, what uh, expand on that for me, Luke? I see you're like a first time commenter. What we don't have the same personnel. Tell, tell me what that means. Um, does that does that mean that we don't have like a breakaway bat? This, he's comparing this team's this year to last year. Right. 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 So, so really, what you're missing is Kenny Mack and Darnell Washington. Yeah. Everybody misses and Darnell Walker. Jalen Carter to Andy's point. Jalen Carter. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Jalen Carter. And then yeah. what who was the starting left tackle last year? That guy's in the NFL. That guy was playing on the same best. team as Darnell Washington. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. You're messing one of the no Darnell. That's what I, I, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. And that's a sure. great point by Luke there. How how big of a difference is it not having Lad McConkey? I mean, two years ago, we would have said, Lad McConkey, who is that guy? But is he really that big of a difference maker? I think he is. But he is, is Dominic Lovick not that guy, though? Is Love? I, I mean, Lovick was – and maybe but, he's look, not. Look, Lad, Lad's got more shimmy. He's got more shake than Dominic Lovick does. Yeah, I would agree with that. He makes – Lad I, McConkey, if you go back and watch, he makes more people miss and can go house whenever he uh, – more times. Uh, yeah. Lad McConkey was was – was an amazing pickup for us. And I, you know, it's killing him not to be out there right now. Here's the, here's the thing with lad is when love, it comes off the field and I'm not saying lad's going to back up love it by any means. There's not somebody that replaces love it. You can replace yeah. Rosemary Jack Saint with rah, rah, you know, guys like yeah. that. You need lad. He's just, he's a difference maker. I'm afraid though, uh, based on kind of what we've heard is I don't know when he's coming back. Long term. Um, yeah. yeah. Don't you say that Paul. Uh, look, look, you, you, you've, I wasn't the first one to say it, but I'm afraid that I thought he was, we all thought he was going to be back today when he wasn't. And we kind of got some news on it. It seems like it might be a little long-term backs are no fun, man. I had back surgeries. It's not fun. Um, and I definitely am not getting hit by, uh, game cocks and, and all that on the field. So he said cocks. <laughs> you're the one eating them. Yeah, you're the, you're the one eating them over there. You come on the show, just, just downing them. <laughs> Uh, so, I didn't talk about it. You're the one talking about it, nerd. All right. Hey, well, I'm gonna, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave um, because no, I got to take my kids to the woods of terror. So I'm gonna yeah, we're gonna go. Hot dog, don't you? We're going to the woods of terror in North Carolina. It's like you know the the whole um, like uh, spooky forest and stuff like that. I feel, so. like that, I feel like that's what you call your backyard. And, uh, <laughs> I would be right. thank you guys for uh, joining us tonight. Uh, it's been a wonderful <laughs> evening. Yeah, no, uh, I want to say, yeah, so <laughs> you're, you're great, man. As always, we love you, Anthony. Love, love you guys, love yeah. you guys. Go. <laughs> Dude, I, That's a special breed, right there. I'll tell you, man, I, you know, like he says, the woods of terror that would be his backyard to me, like it may be his bedroom. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, um, <laughs> man. What, uh, we, what are we talking about now? How did we get to that? Yeah. <laughs> we got a uh, we got a new caller here waiting here. Um, let's get him on here, guys. Basin J, what's up, man? All right, 
Hey, fellas, how's it going? Well, good. You gotta, we're good. doing good, man. You got to tell us where you're from. I'm in Roanoke, Virginia. Roanoke, oh. Virginia. Okay, all right. I'm a Georgia fan in Virginia Tech country. So uh, Okay. Well, but, at least uh, you don't have to worry about Virginia Tech uh, being good this year and hearing anything from them. They're, I think last I looked, they were losing. So They have been a uh, – it was funny being growing up in this area because they were – Really bad for a long time, really good for a short period of time, and all of a sudden everybody was a Virginia Tech fan. Right. Yeah. I remember that. I remember that. Uh, and then all of a sudden now they've you know cooled off in the last few years. But who are they I, rooting for now up there? Because it can't be Virginia. So is it like who is it? Not, it's still Virginia Tech, but they're just not as loud anymore for some reason. You know, I don't ah, uh, imagine don't that. Right. What you used to see. So imagine that. Well, hey man, we appreciate you calling in. What's what's got what's what you got in your mind there, brother? I was watching this game, and uh, you know we fourteen three at the half, and I'm kicking stuff and throwing things around and cussing and mad. And my wife looks at me and says, "Well, they just talked to the coach, and he doesn't seem upset." Mm. I said, "Well, he's a better person than I am. What do you want from me?" <laughs> but I, I think it's still my overreaction to this is these dogs are different now and I've been a dog fan since uh, there in the early eighties, right after the Herschel Walker days, back when you can only get three college football games, you know, on the TV was all right. you got for the weekend. And so uh, back in the Mark Rick days, when we really started to come alive and we were watching, th you know, getting some good players and won a couple SC titles, but, I was so used to, there was always a game, at least one a year in the Mark Rick days, where we'd play a team that we should just destroy, and we couldn't get out of our own way. Yeah. And that's what, you know, the first half of this game looked like to me. I'm like, I, you know, oh my God, I've seen this before. This has happened. You know, I, here we go. But then, like my wife said, Kirby didn't seem upset. Right. And the reason was he knew what he had, knew what to do. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all in. I can't stop myself from munsoning every now and again, but <laughs> right. This is just, it, it's wonderful to see him come out in the second <laughs> half and just absolutely, they dominated. I mean, they actually absolutely did what they wanted to do. And my big thing is I know everybody in college football nowadays, we love to see him, you know, throw the ball 60 yards downfield and, score a hundred points and all that great stuff, but there's something primal and just fantastic about running the ball and imposing your will on someone and just seeing them as the half goes along, all of a sudden hands on the hips, they're breathing two yards, turns into six yards, turns into eight yards. Yep. And it's just, it's these, these dogs are different than what I've been used to for so long. Even after a couple national titles, Oh man, it's just it's glorious to watch. And I know it wasn't beautiful and a lot of people are upset about today, but this was a game five, six, seven, eight years ago we would have lost. Yeah, so so that's a great point. That is a that's a great point because Andy, I, I sure I'm sure you can probably attest to this. Uh Mark Richt, and God love him. Uh the this is a this is the game. You go into halftime 14-3, you're not coming back from it, Andy. You're just yeah, not you're you're not not you're not coming back and you're gonna get destroyed, probably. I yeah, mean, and you know it's like we would do that against Florida, whatever that that voodoo was that they had against us. And I mean, you know, like there was always a game or two toward the end of Rick's career. You know, those those final seven years and um, 
So no, it's um, it, it kind of felt like that, but I have to keep telling myself this is Kirby era. But it did feel like that the first half. It was like, what are we doing? We're not ready to play. It looked, I mean, again, Beck looked a little timid. I mean, he just looked, you know, right. just kind of trigger shy. And then the line wasn't doing anything. So I mean, yeah, there was a lot. But um, you know, you talked about the run game. But how did we start going? We started going down the field. We started throwing the ball deep, and then the run game got good. So I, I mean. In today's football, we've got to be able to throw that ball. And sure. if we can't throw it, we're not going to run it. Because they're putting, you know, the last two weeks, they've been putting eight guys in the box against us. And you can't run against eight. So that we've got to pass. Here's the thing, though. Now you've got, now you've got Dejan Edwards back. How big of an impact did he make uh, in your mind, uh, Basin Jay? Oh, it was – just his running style is so different than anyone else we have on the roster, right? I mean, just – and I think the announcers even alluded to it a couple times. Just he takes the handoff and he sees what's open and he moves towards the hole as opposed to just taking the handoff and sprinting full speed toward the A gap or toward the B gap. He takes it and he's got just a little, he's, he can accelerate a little bit better than the rest of them as far as finding the hole and going through it as opposed to having to be full speed by the time he gets there. Right. So. Right. No, I, I I completely agree with you, man. Um, you got anything else for who? Okay, uh, before you leave, helmet sticker for a uh, offensive player and a defensive player. Good question. Uh, offensive player, I think it's that Dejan easily. But pick. Pick. if if Brock Bowers wins the Heisman, that five yard, eight yard, ten yard, whatever it was, backing down the field with two South Carolina Gamecocks hanging off of him, better make the highlight real close. Well, that was a good play. That was just that was a thing of beauty to see. Because I think I think uh, Brad Nessler even called him down, right? He was like, "Looks mm-hmm. like he's down here," and it, like when he was at the one yard line, he just kept moving. And he was like, "Well, never mind." So, heck of a play. Who's uh, on defense for you? Who who's your guy? On defense, I saw a couple. I I think Kamari Laster is a dude. Oh yeah, I he saw is. a couple times, man. He made some terrific plays on the outside. It was just you know, pass breakups, and it was the kind of stuff that. Keeley did kind of early, and then all of a sudden he was getting flagged for every time he did it his last year. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Kamari really covered. I mean, it was just it was a beautiful thing to watch. It was. Well, hey man, it's also a beautiful thing to see on this screen. We appreciate you calling in. Hopefully, you do it more often. Thank you, fellas. Y'all take care. Go dogs. Thank you. All right, buddy. See you. Let's get. Uh, hey, Roddy. I see. You. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get some more folks in here though. We got some folks waiting. So. Uh, Dane, I'll get you in here real quick. I got John. I know you're. It looks like you're. Are you in Wisconsin right now? Yeah, yeah. I'm up in Madison, Wisconsin. I saw the Badgers and Georgia. Georgia Southern threw five interceptions against wow. Wisconsin and was like really competitive the first half of that game. They really were. They were in that game. Yeah, the, they were better than the Badgers for a while, but you turn mm-hmm. over five times. You know, you're not gonna win. Yeah. Where are you at right now? Um, outside an establishment. Let's go with that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, a brick hey, establishment. L- luckily, luckily, it's early in the night because uh, we don't have we don't have drunk Dane yet. So uh, we will we will next. Uh, so guys, for next week's game, it's a seven thirty game. We will have drunk Dane on the POS uh, confirmed. Nice. I've already confirmed it. Um, so should be should be fun. Uh, Dane, what you what you got? I'm assuming that most of the chatter because I haven't heard what came on before me. Uh, Beck Bobo first half. Blah blah blah. Like, all, is that where we went to? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was. That's exactly where we went. Uh, we went. We went to. Uh, there's four categories. You have. Uh, they dislike Bobo. They dislike Beck. They dislike both of them, or they don't. Uh, they don't think either one of them's a problem. I love how you changed the word, Paul. 
Yeah, you like that? I did, I was using a bigger word, but so. well, let's let's just do a little like you know assessment here. What changed between the first and second half? Because I saw you I saw, that question, I saw you pose that question on Twitter, and I was trying to come up with a sneak answer because I knew you were going to ask that, and I didn't find an answer that anybody said that I liked too much. So well, I'll let I, Eddie and, and Andy answer that because I don't have an answer. I just think we started. Dane, I wanted to ask you this question. No, you can't. No, 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 no. Why? why? He's the originator of the question. You can't turn the question around back on him. I want to see if he caught this because I caught this because of what Beamer did in the first half after we missed the field goal and he stood there and basically looked at Kirby and glared at him. And then he told the reporter, we kicked their ass all over the field in so many words. And you know Kirby heard about that, right? That to me, that changed the game. I don't think Kirby needed to hear more things from Shane Beamer to dislike well, what happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, but uh, that helped, right? Yeah. All right. So to me, I think it comes down to George has been starting slow with Carson Beck, and uh, he's not taking the shots down the field when they're there, and he eventually finds his way there. My point in asking that question, Paul, is from without having rewatched it, and I've already come on here once this season and probably should have rewatched things before I made a statement. <laughs> Mike Bobo called most of the same kind of game from first half to second half, like slightly different. The difference was Carson Beck was, was letting it loose. Carson Beck was throwing the ball downfield. And that this Georgia team, when it does not throw the ball downfield accurately, it allows teams to load up and stop the run. When you can hit those intermediate and long passes, then all of a sudden, especially when you have Dejan Edwards back, he can get loose. And the unsung hero of this game, and I don't know if you have talked about him, Xavier Truss, what he did, the right, right tackle, and doing a good job there, when I assume that he hasn't practiced at right tackle in a very long time, um, because that would have been, I assume, Austin Blasky, but with the MCL injury, not in there. Um, and so next, it'd be Monroe Freeling. Xavier Truss is an unsung hero of this team. And if there's a destiny going forward, he's the plug-and-play offensive line guy. I think Blasky is some of that, too. Um, that George has had for years, and that's Sawyer was that. Um, you saw Warren McClendon have some of that. That's a big, 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 big piece going forward because I don't think this Georgia team is going to be good enough on offense, especially with the, con- the, the constricted clock, to blow teams out much this year. I predicted they would do that to South Carolina. It was a dumb prediction. It happened. Um, I don't think George is blowing a lot of teams out. I think there's going to be a lot of scares. It's going to be a wild, wild ride, y'all. That comment that he just made, he said Truss. He said Truss was good at guard, or he was not good at guard tonight. Truss was better at right tackle than he was at left guard tonight. He was. That's what was. That's what was crazy. Because when he moved over, we didn't lose anything. They got better. And I'm not, you know, again, that's not say anything bad about Mims, but they got better. And and Dylan Fairchild looked really good at left guard. Yeah. How, How much of Carson being skittish in the first half, Dane, was the pressure in his face? that yeah. kind of went away in the second half, and he was able to look downfield and make some plays downfield because he looked skittish in the pocket because they were there and he was getting hit. Okay. I totally hear that. If if that happens, then Georgia's not winning the title because there's going to be pressure. Absolutely, 100%. But I'm just asking you, that's the difference between Carson Beck in the first half and the second half. Yeah. I mean, if it's, if it's comfort in there, if it's um, – then let him warm up two hours early. You know what I mean? Like, there was this, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just, just move it, move his timeline forward two hours. Have him out there just throwing passing routes. I mean, trail that halftime in this game tied zero. What at the end of the first quarter in the in the last game, and so 
you know, going forward, these slow starts are something to be monitored. I think so. I think you're right on that. Um, what else did you see, Dane? Well, I'm just like, when Georgia throws downfield accurately, then Carson Beck is, is a really good player. When they don't do that, it makes you wonder, why is he in there? Because, yeah, he can scramble some, but, like, if you're not going to throw downfield, put your fastest person. That, like, this is what Alabama did with Miller, right? And Georgia doesn't have that either. And Georgia has a better quarterback situation than Alabama does. But I'm, I'm saying that if you are unwilling to throw downfield accurately, you're just not going to be able to play at Georgia anymore. Yep. Like, that, that's not going to be okay going forward. And Beck does it sometimes, and sometimes he doesn't. And that, um, that inequality of when that happens, that inefficiency – uh, the lack of commitment to that constantly, that that may ultimately end up being Georgia's downfall, and that's on Kirby Smart and Mike Bobo to figure that part out because um, like they're going to play harder teams in South Carolina. Hamwich makes a good point here, Eddie. He said, Beck started the game nervous and afraid to make mistakes. Kirby must have told him he wasn't going to pull him if he messed up and just let loose after halftime. Very well could have been. Could have been Man. looking over his shoulder, and, and Kirby said, hey, you're not coming out. I don't know. See, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think Kirby. I don't think y'all. I don't think so wrong. either. But I don't but. think Kirby says that to the guys. I, I think Kirby literally got in his ear and said, "You get the ball first in the second half. You're going to go down there and score a touchdown in the in the, in the second half, and we're going to change this football game." And that's exactly what happened. But so also, more confidence. Like, at this point, if Beck doesn't believe in himself, then he's just not going. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Like everything has gone his way. He's done a good job. He won the job. Um, and at every step of the way, when Kirby could step out and say, that's our guy, he's done it. Mm-hmm. Yes, he has. Uh, one more question before you go, Dan, I'll let you get back into your establishment. I got John waiting here, so I want to get him in, and then we got to get uh, the boss man. He pays the bills. We're going to bring him on, too. So uh, Seth Brantley says, are we going to play a harder conference game? Several. Yeah, I think so. I, Andy? I saw one today. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and- Andy, a harder conference game than South Carolina? Yeah. Well, Auburn and Ole Miss, like I said, just because they're going to Auburn, I don't think Tennessee. the team, I don't think the team is that great. And then you get to Tennessee. I mean, that's you, you got at least three. Florida's Florida, I don't know, but you got at least three more. Hey, uh, I wouldn't discount Missouri either, y'all. Just, um, you just you took – okay. All right, you can go back into the establishment because that was my that was what I was going to say, Dane. So, <laughs> you're taking my talking points now, you know, you can go back in there. We appreciate you, brother. See ya. See ya. Thanks, Dane. See ya. Yeah, that was exactly what I was going to say. Mizzou, uh, they didn't look too bad today. 61 yards for that kid. Longest uh, field goal in SEC SEC history. Can you name the last uh, person? It was a (laughs) 60-yarder. Come on. Come on. Kevin Butler? Kevin Butler. Kevin Butler. Kevin Butler. Yeah. Yeah. Who were they playing? I have no idea. I saw it on Twitter. I had no idea before I saw it. (laughs) <laughs> that, that was he cheated basically. Yeah, it oh, was versus Clemson. Oh, come on, that was yeah. Uh, let's bring on Big John, man. John, what's up, man? Thanks for waiting. What's going on, guys? What's up, John? Hey, and, and I'm gonna preface what I'm gonna say with you know these are all rich man problems. I understand, but like sure. it just there's just no innovation on offense for two weeks. We'd heard oh we're the pride vanilla because we're their inferior opponents. I never saw Arian Smith today, other than on special teams. Um, he had he just to cut, not to cut you off. He had one catch for five yards. Okay, so, well then I must have missed. You, you must you must have blinked and not saw I, it. I, you know, I think the real test is, and the, my real question, and this is what you guys do for a living. I never worry about our defense under Kirby Smart, but at some point <laughs> we're going to have to land 
Like, where's our Jalen Waddle or – I mean, I hate to use this guy, but Henry Ruggs. Like, all these games <laughs> – we had generational – oh, I forget the other guy's name. I'm talking about when he's at Alabama, not now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Devontae Smith. Smith you know, he was committed to Georgia, and he, and he went know, to Alabama. So, But, like – where are these offensive guys? Listen, Kirby hey, Smart. We had a guy named coach. George Pickens that played. Well, that, that was my next point is okay. All right. the All right. last generational player, I feel like offensive player was George Pickens. Oh, you, like well, you just – Brock Bowers is the best player in the country if they give him the ball. Yeah, I, I just – and again, I, I'm not trying to spark any more controversy. I just feel like we could have had – anybody we necessarily would have wanted coming off two national championships in three, three games. I really feel like it's 2008, 2009 again with the innovation Ooh. on offense. Damn, I mean, gosh. we have a, we have a, we have a stellar defense. South Carolina played out of their Wait, wait, wait. Let me push back on that a little bit. Yeah. Do we really have a stellar defense? Cause that I defense so. was I not think, stellar think, in the I, first I, half. I, I think, well, South Carolina, Rattler's not bad. And you know no, they scripted I, I that know first that. drive. Well, I, I know you know, but they scripted the first drive, and we 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 miss a tackle. Um, I, I just you know the defense gave up zero points in the second half, right? Right. right. No, no doubt. No doubt. So they so it down. I never I never and I never worry about recruiting on offense. I mean, excuse me on defense. I never I know they're going to recruit elite players on defense. I just I just question. And That's starting to worry about if we're really like, if this is if this is the best we have, coming off two national championships, then I do agree we're going to be in dog fights. I don't think we're going to score like we did, and I really, really, I, I don't, I don't worry about not getting into the playoff. I think Georgia gets in the playoff, but I, I worry about are we going to pull strings in January and February on offense because. Now you've got just let's just say let's just say we finish, um, and we let's say we lose in a playoff. Do you now have a quarterback controversy with the the next coming of Peyton Manning coming from Buford High School? Do you now have to come up with an innovative offensive plan? Do we have to go get a running back? And I know Branson Robinson's hurt. I just and again, like I said at the very beginning, these are rich man problems. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like we are five steps behind on offense compared to what we are on defense year after year. So there seems to be, so John, there seems to be some people taking this a step further in the chat, kind of what you're saying, but then they're saying big difference between Munkin and Bobo. Uh, Cal Robinson says we have the players. It's the Bobo effect. Uh, so I'll throw it back to you. Do you think this offense would look better under Munkin? Like, is that, yeah. does that change your idea at all? Of what no, you're seeing? No, because, no, because I thought he was extremely innovative. Okay. He, he had been, he was extremely innovative. He what he did in that Ohio State game in the second half with the rubs and the motions and all those things that he did to get you know, get guys free and open. And again, and again, we had a great quarterback. I again, I just I just question our innovation on offense. I think it's easy to that's, bag on Bobo. It's funny I you think, say that right when Pickless Cage says total lack of innovation on offense. You guys, you said it and he typed it at the same time. Yeah, I, I, you know. I think so wait, did, Bobo's, they, did the innovation change in the second half? Was he innovative in the second half? I think we just beat him down. I think we just wore him down. So no credit to came, Bobo. No credit to Bobo. No, no, no. I, I think Bobo's – I'm not going to bag on him. I think he's a good offensive coordinator, but is he – was he the best guy out there for us to get? Oh, 
Oh, I don't know, John. I, I see. I can see where both of you guys are coming from. I, but, you know, but two I, I years think under Monk, and I would think some of that would rub off, would it not? You would think, right? I agree with you. Should John, it? I have a question for you. So, who was our best wide receiver last year? Uh, Ad Mitchell, probably. Okay, he's gone. Texas. Who, well, who was actually that played the whole year because Ad was hurt? So it was Lad uh, McConkey, right? Lad, and he's out. And so Lad's out. So, and Brock Bowers, who's the best player in college, is. He's hurt. I mean, I don't. It's it's hard to call plays like the greatest play ever can uh, you know can be called. Yeah. But what if the guys are hurt? What if you don't? I mean, yeah. And I don't think this is all on Bobo. I just don't know that we have. Do we really have the horses on offense that we have on defense? Well, let me go back to a play in the first half. Y'all remember that flea flicker play? They went back and forth and they yeah. threw to Brock. If Brock keeps, I don't know why Brock stopped. He keeps running. That's a house. That's a yeah. touchdown. It was a perfect. Throw, is, perfect is that on? Play. Is that on Bobo? Because that was a perfect play call. It was a great play no, call. I, and maybe, I, and again, I, again, you guys do this for a living. I, maybe I'm not conveying myself. I'm not saying it's Mike Bobo, and I'm not saying that it's uh, Carson Beck. I really believe that Carson Beck is the best quarterback on the roster. I'm not Ooh. one of these people. I'm not one of these people or for right now. I'm not one of these people that says, oh, well, we're not playing the best. I, there's no way Kirby Smart wouldn't play the best option he had. Sure. I don't believe that. I don't buy into all that conspiracy theory I, my question is a, uh, a overall philosophy question is again do we have the same no pun intended dogs on offense year after year that we have on defense year after year that's my I, question and i think, it, I think I, it's starting to rear its head i think you're a little light at running back compared yeah. to previous years right but sure. i think you're a little deeper at wide receiver than previous years too so I, I think it kind of balances out. Quarterback is quarterback. I mean, you're going to have that guy, you know, quarterback's always going to be different because everybody, every quarterback's going to be different. Um, so, yeah. but I think you have more depth at wide receiver. Like to Andy's point, when Brock comes back, I mean, he, he's playing hurt right now. When Brock gets back into the groove, that's, a, and then when Ladd comes back, that's kind of a game changer too, I think. And, and you're playing essentially a true freshman at left tackle. I mean, I know he was here last year, but he was hurt with a, you know, had a back the whole year. So he never played yeah. a step last year. You you go from you go from Roderick Jones, best best left tackle in college football, to a right. essentially a true freshman. I mean, you know, I know he's a one year freshman, but you know, it's like that's hard. You don't you don't replace first round left tackles every. But day. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep going back to this. You do not have Big O. That's that's no. that's a, that's a huge. Plus. That is that is. But I see where John's coming from, though. I think John yeah, sure. John's speaking for Valid a lot of the fans. I think he's speaking for a lot of the fan base. You know, yeah. there, there are a lot of people that, that feel like what he feels. So, you know, I, I don't know if we're, I don't know if we'll know we, that. We, we don't have Jamison Williams taking a slant to the exactly. house. Exactly. Right. I, I get that. hundred yeah. percent. But why is that though? Like why? I mean, when was the last time besides George Pickens, uh, you know, that go-to wide receiver that George recruited, just Kirby's a defensive coach. I mean, he, he puts Andy, guys. How many, how many catches so is Nick Saban? Yeah. I'm sorry. How many catches did Makai Muse have? Zero. Uh, none. none. He had zero? Yeah. Why is that? There's your spark plug. Why not hit that guy on a quick slant or a screen and let that guy take it to the house? I don't understand that. And and maybe that goes back to the – like, I mean, you know, maybe that is. Like, we didn't we didn't call those plays for him. I, I don't know why. I mean, maybe – or maybe, maybe they had some of those plays drawn up and just didn't happen. I don't know. Right. That's a – yeah. McHugh, I mean, he needs the, he needs the ball. He needs the ball in his hand. Yeah. Um, can I just say one more thing, and I'll, I'll, I promise I'll get off. 
Absolutely. Can we ever get Eddie to throw a party at Henry's and Ackworth? I think everybody, if you've never yes. been there, you're if if you've never been there, you're missing out. I live in Carrollton, and we travel up there to eat good Cajun food. So UGA Sports, it's five minutes from my house, John. He needs to throw a party, a UGA Sports yeah. party at Henry's and Ackworth. Uh, we can you know have the party of... here at my house, and then we can go to him. <laughs> See, here's the problem. Here's the problem, John, is that you were the one that had to bring that up. I didn't know about this restaurant. Eddie could have brought that oh. up numerous times, but you brought that up. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. I think that herein lies the problem of why we'll probably never have that because you were the one that brought up, not Eddie. Um, yeah. So. Thank you guys for everything you do. Hey, man, Enjoy. we appreciate you. Thank you, John. All right. See you, man. Um, Roddy, let me get Bryn on here. Do you want to come on too? Come on. Let's let's go five. Let's five box this thing. Let's go crazy. <laughs> Um, I can't wait to hear that. Or, or or Andy or Eddie, you guys could roll out. You know, you guys helped. I don't want to keep you on your on your night. Um, so, but uh. Uh, who do I start with? Uh, hmm. I mean, I would think the boss would be the best choice. Yeah, I'm probably going to start with Roddy. That's, uh, that's, then, I'm, then I'm going to fight with John. Here we go. Here we go. Well, fuck. No. Go back to uh, recruiting. You know, there's a hundred kids. Luther Burden, you got outbid on. What do you, you you try to recruit them? Bid more. Bid more. But, you'll get them. But nobody else has a uh, nobody else has a Mackay News walk on who can torch everybody. You know, nobody else has uh, can turn a lad McConkey or like, hell. Andy Mitchell was hardly recruited. Come on, man. Three star. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's not. I mean, I went on a tangent on Wednesday about how you need to love on your three stars. But point being, it's a. I can come on here and I could fight. I'm just teasing, John. Uh, I, I, I say, get John's it. a John's a good guy. John is a good guy. I'm just uh, the. I don't like lazy analysis. Not to say that he was doing that, but I'm looking at Twitter and it's just fire Bobo. I'm like, dude, throw a block. Hey, earn the screen. Don't get beat inside. Okay. Hey, Brock Bowers, finish your route. Uh, Robert Dunn. I mean, Roderick Robinson, where the hell were you running to on your carry? You know, Uh, Van Van Pran. Bad handoff. Uh, Didn't have the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're like, get get the the ball in there. Route inaccurate throws, not great catch. I mean, defense. Everyone's like, "Oh, well, I'm not worried about the defense." Your defense got their teeth kicked in in the first half. Yeah, sure did. And they had three drives. Two of them scored touchdowns. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that you're getting your. You can't cover 17. Uh, they're going after uh, uh, your safeties. They're deep crossers, just picking your safeties apart. Like, hey, if we can get uh, legged on a safety, we got to. 17, 35-yard throw, and they just went after you over and over again. Uh, missed tackles the entire first half. Missed tackle, missed tackle, missed tackle. You had them third and long, and they hit a screen for a touchdown. Come on, man. That, that's everything that could go wrong. Did Then you get your one-minute drive. Two of your players don't get out of bounds. We also, that's the whole so, point of the damn yeah. throw is to get out of bounds, um, and you don't do it. Yeah. On that, they were also like four-yard throws, though, so – I don't know still, it's okay. It's it's, it's you're moving down because not everything saying. else is covered. Okay, you can throw it deep and have an incomplete pass, get no yardage, or you you can inch down the field and wait for something to open up, but get out of bounds. So uh, you have your kicker missed twice. Is it Mike's problem uh, problem that you your kicker missed two? No, come on, that's not Mike's fault. Now, two times you get in the red zone, your own damn guys have uh, holding penalties or a uh, uh, illegal procedure, you shoot yourself in the foot twice in the red zone with penalties. Again, you can coach them up, but 
I don't go back to recruiting on that. I don't go back to the the offensive line coach or the wide receivers coach or the tight ends coach on that. It's on the players. Sometimes you got to blame the players. Now, handing the ball up the middle repeatedly, yeah, that's that. I got a problem with the offensive play calling there. I'm like, dude, why are you doing this? There, there's eight guys in the middle. Don't go there. When you attacked him on the edge in the second half, you came out back to back screens and you like five yards, eight yards, and then you just. You screen them to four yard, uh, four screens in the first two drives. I'm like, okay. You stopped making penalties. You started tackling. You started getting to Rattler. They chased him all over the place. You started knocking down balls. I think uh, Malachi Zerks had three pass breakups. Uh, David Daniel is not Javon Bullard. So you don't have Javon Bullard out there. You don't have Lad McConkey. You've got a Gimpy Kendall Milton, uh, Gimpy Brock Bowers. You know, it's just a. Uh, Something it, it is a combination. That, in other words, there's blame to go around everywhere. You still won. Mm-hmm. You came out second half. That was a statement. Second half, loved it. Loved every minute. I'm like that. That's how it should be. You know. But just go. Well, Mike Bobo. No, you. If you want to complain about Mike Bobo, that's completely fair. But at least tell me what the play call was and what the defense was in when you called it. Before you say, well, I just he wasn't the best we could get. Okay, well, then Kirby's an idiot. Keep second-guessing him. Well, Pickles Cage says, yes, the reason we had to kick was because the plays that were called were so horrible. Yeah, so when your guys jump offside, your guy slams the guy to the ground, on a, you, you're make, you've made your third-down conversion, and yeah. Tate Radish throws the guy to the ground. That's not a fucking horrible play call. That's on you. That's on your guys. So you have to kick a field goal that you miss. You know who you – know Andrew blames. He says he blames a confusing slogan. Better never rest. And I agree. That is a that is a very confusing uh, slogan, Andrew. I agree with that very much. Uh, let's get the doc in here on the big box. Doc, what's up? So one of the things that people that just don't realize is, especially with the play calling part, is how much their offense. Like, remember where Munkin came from. He came from the pros, and who drives everything in the pros? As much as it's the OC. It's the QB. So, so much of the decision-making that you see on the field in real time is not necessarily OC. It's like, hey, we've got, you know, one pass, two runs. Like, we've got varieties of things to go. Even if, even on a various pass play, it's, hey, I thought I think I see this, so my head goes here first versus maybe the OC is thinking it should go there first. Like, so much of what this offense is, and I think that's why you see some of the levels of inconsistencies and why you also see when it's mastered, it's, it's utterly dominant, is it's quarterback driven. And, you know, so I, I would bet that if you go back and look at a lot of things, especially when you get to if you go back and watch and it shows sort of the wide angles of things, there's going to be throws that are there to be made. There's going to be th- all kinds of things that could have happened but it's just the decision-making with the guy with the ball in his hands. And I think what you saw was a kid who realized, all right, I got to just let it rip. I got to start putting the ball down the field and look and being patient with the ball. And I think that's, he's, I think he's very risk averse by nature. You can just tell that it's like, Hey, boom, Reed is there. but sometimes you just got to push the ball down the field. And, and that's not necessarily an OC thing, but the, uh, the other big point of what I wrote was, I think you guys were talking on it right when I came on here, was get used to this. Get used to these type of games. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of really good on their roster, but it's not fully healthy, thus it's not great. And it's, like, 
there's not a game I don't think that's going that's not going to be competitive when you add in the road element plus all these things. Now, can you gradually week by week by week get healthier and then also take steps up? Yes. Can your quarterback take leaps forward within the season? Yes. But I would get used to games like this. Are, are the lines of scrimmage a concern, Brett? Uh, I've long been concerned yes. with interior pass rush and interior playmakers. Like Warren Brinson, we saw more of him today. You saw more of him sort of making plays. But they're, when they go in certain sets with the defensive line, I just know that the offense is going to have time to throw if they want to because they just don't have playmakers. And, like, if, if it's a Stackhouse, Logue, Walthour, Chambliss front four, you're going to have all day to throw. Yeah. Like, unless they blitz. Like, it's just – that's just those, – those guys are there. They're solid. They're not minuses, but they're not playmakers. And so that's, you know, that's the other thing. And then the, or that's the thing about sort of that line of scrimmage. Offensively, the running game was the same. Like whether we re- guys realize it or not, like in terms of scheme and execution from the offensive line, it's basically the same. But you have the running back that makes them look a whole lot better back yeah. on the field today. And that's, that was kind of the other thing that I wrote was, hey, look, the running backs don't matter phrase has been a massive thing, especially in the NFL and like why you drafting running backs early, that sort of thing. But you can see when the QB is not a part of the running game, the running back importance goes way up. And you saw it for today. Dayson was the first. I, I, I was once he got to 20, which obviously. I called it. I called it. I he, called 100 with Dejan. Um, Well, I called it the other way. And I know you're getting did. roasted for it on the dog vent. Yeah. But what did, hold on. What did you say for the what did you say? You didn't see that in, my, in the prediction piece. No, what did you say? I put that no back would have 100 yards in a game this season. I said oh, Dejan would have 100 tonight. Man. And it happened. The Damn. Day. <laughs> Why are we listening to you? Well, I, I, <laughs> well, I was like, if you would have told me that, that he was going to be look like that after not playing two games and get 20 carries, right, I would have never right. said that. Like, never. Right. Like, yeah. I don't think, yeah, I don't think, I don't think anybody expected him to come out with 20 carries, 100, except <laughs> Eddie, who's kind of crazy in the head. Uh, <laughs> 20 attempts, 118 first, yards. First time 20 carries since Zamir in 2020 against Kentucky. Ooh, uh, he averaged 5.9 yards a carry. I mean, it's just, that's it's how he oh. sets up the blocking as much as anything. So it's the so vision, wait, so right? When Georgia was able to run the ball successfully. Why is uh, Jen and everybody complaining about running the damn ball? They they ran it in the second half completely differently. So I'm just saying it was a. Uh, when you get him outside the tackles, and some of the stuff was uh, in, in between the tackles, but when you get him to the outside, he, Dejon is different. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. Not a shot against Rod Roberts Robinson. It's not a shot against Cash Jones. I, I think Dylan Bell should be moved to running back. I love that kid out there. Yeah, I love but him Dejon, there. He's great. Dejon is different, and he's better than a gimpy Kendall Milton. I feel bad for mm-hmm. Kendall. Apparently, he has a coach thinks he might have a, a MCL issue, oh. uh, and the MCL issue was keeping Dejon out for you know the first two weeks, but. Look what happens when you get your best players out there. Again, I'm I'm not defending Bobo. We're not buddies. I just don't want to be like it's it's too easy to go. Well, it's the it's the offensive play calling. They're the same play calls that you have with Todd Munkin, but you just had a much better quarterback and a you don't have a Kenny McIntosh out there. None of those guys are as good as Kenny McIntosh was last year. Your quarterback is not as good as your quarterback last year. Your wide receivers, 
it's kind of a push. You, you don't have A.D. Mitchell, but you lost him for most of the year. I think Dominic Lovett and Ra-Ra can be a good one-two punch. Uh, getting Ladd McConkey would be back. You don't have a Darnell Washington. It's a lot harder to block. if You, you don't have uh, Broderick Jones, first-round yeah. draft pick, and you got a true freshman there. And you don't have a Darnell Washington you put beside him to help his ass out, and he gets beat repeatedly. The pass, ru- the pass protection in the first half was not good. It's great in the second half, bad in the first half. And Carson misses some things. So to me, it's like, look, I'm not trying to bang on the players, but when you call a play or you run something and it's ineffective because somebody missed a block or somebody uh, – it's different when Dejan's in there because Kirby Smart said this in his postgame – you draw up a play, and there's usually one guy you don't, you can't account for. You can block everybody, but because your quarterback hands the ball off, that's one guy you don't. You, there's one guy on the defense, eleven on eleven. Quarterback standing in the backfield, they've got one more defender than you have blockers and running back. So sometimes you got to make a guy miss. Dejon made them miss. Dylan Bell made them miss a few times, and the offense looks completely different when Dejon's in there. And of course, he runs it twice, picks up a bunch of yards. Same with Dylan Bell. Then they pull him and put somebody else in there. Drives me bonkers. But. Uh, just so you know, Roddy, you are getting blown up right now. Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, Bobo is not the best. He's Kirby's friend, uh, saying that Bobo did not the same play calls. Um, so, well, they are. But that's, Jake, Jack uh, White. Jack White's got your back. Big Big J Dub says uh, he's basically calling the same plays. Something like eighty percent when you go back and look at the schemes. Look at and some of the plays you can't call because you don't have the personnel. Look at J Dub. It's the same offense. They just. You take away Darnell and you've lessened the two tight end, but it's the yeah. same offense. Brent, was it you that broke it down that they were calling like percentages are basically the same plays percentage wise? Was it something you posted? I don't think so. I okay, think someone was, posted I think that was a competitor. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> but yes, it's. I mean, you go back to play by play. Okay, uh, CJ, Mike, show yeah. me which ones were different. Go ahead, Brent. The floor's yours. You're in the big box. Roddy's just playing along on the sides. We'll say the uh, the something the late one to Bowers. That's pop pass to Bowers. That was I. I, I think I forget what they were faking one way off of it. Maybe fake run. I can't remember exactly, but that was one I was like, okay, that that looks a little different. Uh, flea flicker. We've seen that. Like, there's. And we did start I, I, running the tall sweep a good bit more tonight. That the second half tall sweep was good. I mean, it's all there. It's just a matter of and when you think about one, do they hold things back? No, that is ludicrous. But it's hey, what does this team do, and then how are we going to game plan against this team? Uh, I think, the, I mean, just the biggest thing for me watching their offense is it's quite clear that Carson Beck is most comfortable just dropping back and throwing the ball. But that's not necessarily, I think, when the offense is at its best. And the offense is at its best when it's blend of run and pass, blend of play action. And you got a little, you got a little bit of that, and you started getting a little bit of that in the second half. But too often, not, I think you just you lend into a drop back game, and it's anytime you go drop back game, you you ask for inefficiencies and, and uncertainties. Hey, can I ask a question about the first touchdown, Brent? Um, South Carolina scored. It, it, Gary Danielson pointed it out. Was that was that the wrong play call where they blitz what six I think and and that was the wrong play call at that point in the game and that allowed him to get, get in there and score that touchdown. I think it was more of perfect call against what you called. Yeah, 
and you just missed multiple tackles. I did oh, think yeah. Starks no kind of got Starks kind of got hung up in in traffic, potentially even held a little bit there. But yeah. you know, you had your two safeties who should make that a ten yard gain, not a touchdown. Whiff. Like that was yeah. Well, you had another whiff. Go back to the uh, Georgia runs. Uh, they take a timeout. They come out of the play. They run a jet sweep to the right. There's nobody there to stop the uh, the jack that comes in. He just comes in and drops your guy in the backfield. It's like nobody blocked him at all. It's like okay, that's who messed up there. You know, there's a lot of mess ups in this thing. Again, I'm not going to say that Mike Bowie didn't mess up. There are a lot of play. We were on, if you did the watch along show, you could see us basically screaming to toss, you know, toss it to the edges, attack the edges, quit going up the middle. You know, in the past few weeks, all you you've been throwing it. Stick with the run game. You come out of your run a couple of screens that opens things up, and then run off the right side of that line. Shout out to Xavier Truss. He moves over to that right tackle position, and he and Tate Ratledge and Cedric Van Pran are just mowing people down, especially when you run uh, uh, Edwards right behind him or Dylan Bell behind him. And I'm like, on that second touchdown drive, you're just killing him eight yards, four yards. I'm like, they can't stop it. Eventually they bring somebody up to the line and you hit another screen. I'm like, this is not rocket science. You know, you, you, you're out, you're out them and they're selling out to try to take that away from you. Then hit them. There's a couple uh, times you saw a guy streaking wide open. You're like, Oh, here, here comes a big play and check down. Come on, man. You're killing me. Georgia's so close to breaking this open. Again, a lot of the missed tackles. And I'm going to give Spencer Rattler credit. I thought and he played his tail off. He absolutely played his hind end off and his completion. I don't, I don't care. Georgia about should have had nine, ten sacks. I mean, they just couldn't get it. No. Well, it's not even so much that. It's just the throws he was making consistently, the throws that he was making like that. He made money playing in the game the way he played tonight. Much like, and I hate to, you know, folks might. The way Anthony Richardson played against Florida last or against Georgia last year, when it wasn't, it was just how they handled the pressure and how they consistently made throws, how they consistently came back. Like those are things that coaches, GMs, evaluators, all that stuff, they're watching that stuff more so than they're watching, hey, you know, how far can you throw it or things like that. It's how do you handle adversity? How do you lead a team? How do you make plays under pressure? He did, he was phenomenal. And he 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 was rattled. Zero. He, was rat- he was rattled in that second half. Though, I mean, he was getting rid of it quicker, and he knew, but he yeah. knew he had to. Yeah. And he knew he yeah. had, and that's at one point you just kind of you yeah. know you have to. Georgia changes. I mean, look at the first few uh, series. Georgia's playing off. They're worried about legged deep. They're mm-hmm. giving everything underneath. They're hitting everything underneath. What he went eight of eight or, you know, right yeah, off the bat. Yeah. And then you miss tackles. They're like, okay, well, we'll keep them. We'll give them the three and four yard stuff, but we'll drop them where they are. Nope. Nope, yeah, nope. Andy, what was what was the stat the first uh, quarter or first half compared to the second half? I think it was, it was 16 of 16 for 22 the first half, I think. And then the, that, that's uh, pretty good. Yeah, and then second. he finished the, he finished the game 22 for 42. So yeah. yeah so, barely over 50%, but he went into the locker room hitting like 80%. Yeah. That just lights out. And uh Carson Beck, I think settled down a little bit in that second half and he's like, "Okay, and they made some, they made the much easier easier plays for him." Um, but I think that the way you were chasing Spencer Rattler, you kept thinking, oh, they got him, they got him, and he'd come up and take off running, or he'd make a throw. He he bailed him out a couple of times, and they dropped some passes. Mm-hmm. They dropped yeah. some really bad ones that could have gouged you. I mean, 
everyone will say, yeah, we, we've got so much better players. Well, yeah, you do have better players. But you also had players who were out of position, who got burned. You had safeties who couldn't cover. You had uh, guys who couldn't wrap up. Uh, you got guys who took bad angles. I mean, you, to me, you this is your Missouri game or this is your Kent State game. You had a bad game. It's at okay. least it wasn't your 2019 South Carolina. It, but at halftime, you're you're down two scores. And here's my thing about Carson. I've said from the I guess the end of last year's championship game. Remember, well, who's going to win? I said I don't know. Georgia's got three good quarterbacks. They don't have elite quarterbacks. They got three good ones. Three, maybe three very good ones. Maybe so far is great. I don't know. But I want to see what one of them can do down two scores. You were down two scores twice to Ohio State. And, I went, and you had a uh, very steady Stetson Bennett who brought you back. Carson Beck came out two scores down in his home stadium and was very steady. Uh, I thought that – I think he grew up – and remember, this is only his uh, uh, second or third time playing an SEC team. Uh, he's, he's thrown against Vandy and I think South Carolina. I think that's the only two times SEC teams he's faced. Yep. So, uh, you know, he gets back out there and – Played it. Uh, I give 52 credit for uh, South Carolina. I thought that defensive end was he's really good, but I thought that Carson had a uh, a growing up experience. I think he will be a lot better getting Dejan backs big, but you, you just got some new talent out there. I mean, Oscar Delp isn't Darnell Washington. I don't care. It, I'll ask you guys this: What positions are right now on offense are you better at than you were last year? Yes, we do. Oh. Um... I will go with where, where was your improvement? You, where did you upgrade? Wide receiver, maybe, maybe if, if we, if, if lad was back, we could see the whole room, but he's not. So right now, nowhere. Pull back, pull back. Pull back. Pull back. Yeah. Brock's a push. Because Brock's out there. Cedric Van Pran's a push. He's the same guy. No, I, I don't know if it's Cedric's the same guy. That's a different story for a different day. I think he might have uh, not been as great. Tate Rattledge is a year older. You know, again, same guy. Uh, Brock's not healthy, though, so you're not as good. Yeah, so even there, uh, so there's your step down. No. And what, he dropped a pass last week. He dropped, he dropped, dropped two last week, right? Mm-hmm. Then he dropped two mm-hmm. last week. Mm-hmm. I remember then this one. But where are you – you, 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 and I think uh, JT says, uh, "Are we supposed to be able to reload?" Yeah, you did reload, but did you, did you improve? Yeah, that's a great point. You know, hey, I'm a bow out guy. We have great Thank points. So much. Uh, Mr. King, y'all. Mr. Jermaine King, yeah, Eddie. Made, made a great point earlier. Yeah, I'm actually going to get out of here as, as well. I got my nephew here. He's, I got to go take him. Say hey, dude. So we're going to hey. have. It. What's up, man? All right, thanks, Andy. We'll see you tomorrow you night. Love it. But again, not not trying to fight with anybody. Just saying that's uh, to me, we have to look at the film. That's why I love the, the film. Don't lie. I like to see uh, breakdowns. I don't like to just snap judgment. Oh, well, it's Carson. It's Mike. No, I mean it, it really could be. Mike could suck. I don't know. Uh, but I'd like to see everybody do what they're supposed to on a play, and the play not work because you called the wrong play. Versus to me, what's the most obvious? The, the low hanging fruit is. Okay, he called a play. These three guys screwed up on that play. That's where I, that's where I have an issue. I'm like, damn it, man. That's here's that, a question. That. Here's a question for you, Brent, because Roddy just brought it up. He said, Beck, he said Bobo might suck. We don't know yet. When when will we know like what this offense is capable of? Is there a is there a time, or is it just going to be a game by game 
we're going to have to just watch them develop and grow. Like, or is there a time where we can look at it and be like, man, you know, Bobo might not have been the, the best guy. Right. Um, Cause there's a lot of people and, and you know, the fan base is, is split on this guys. I've been in here for an hour and a half and we've had probably a thousand comments and a lot of folks are, there's two categories. There's four categories. I've, I've talked about it a couple of times. One, they hate bet or not. I, I took the word hate out. They dislike Beck. They dislike Bobo. They dislike both of them, or they think neither one of them is the problem. That's your four categories with mainly them being on either. They don't like Beck or Bobo. So Brent, to that point, when are we going to find out? Uh, that's a good question. What, uh, if it, if it, is, it, is it Bobo? Is it Beck? Is it both of them? Is it neither one of them? When, when are we going to find that out? I mean, two things. One is you're, you're comparing it to one of the greatest players and then also offenses that the school has ever seen. Uh, so like the bar has been set kind of high. Yeah. Uh, but two is I think you're going to find out at Auburn. Like I, Florida's killing Tennessee right now, by the way. I think I yeah. semi-predicted. I didn't. I thought they would win. I put that on around the league. I need the, I need the under to hit uh, for my parlay. So <laughs> it's not going great. Florida's you're you're going to find out at Auburn. You're going to find because of the environment. You're going to find out against Missouri because I think Missouri's going to play. Like I think every SEC game, shit, you know, except for Vanderbilt, is going to be a tough game. Like where you're going to have to play really well as opposed to just play okay and still win by 20. Like, that's just – you're going to have to play well. So are we not going to well, – I guess – Let me interrupt right here because uh, uh, Joe uh, – Low Elo Joe says, if guys aren't doing their what they're supposed to in place, whose fault is that? Theirs. Theirs. I've seen this – I go back to the Mark Rick on this. Well, you know, if the guys don't do what they're supposed to, then the coach – okay. Guy didn't do what he's supposed to. You pulled him and you put in somebody who is worse or less experienced. Guys have to do what they're supposed to do. You can coach them. You can teach them what to do. If everybody did, if every player did what he's supposed to do, none of them would lose. You know, it's like then it would come down to absolute, you know, uh, uh, like Roderick Jones on a handoff. Okay. You're going to tell me that uh, they, they haven't taught him a million times where to put the ball or how to make his basket when you hand him the ball. You can tell me that they haven't the a million though. times for the quarterback where to put it when you hand the ball off. No. You shouldn't be bobbling it. You know, I uh, saw so, well, last week uh, Dominic Lovett carrying the ball in an inside uh, inside arm instead of the outside arm. It's like, I mean, hell, I, I coached seven-year-olds to carry it on the outside arm. I mean, you can't force them to. Are you going to pull Dominic Lovett, your top receiver today, because he moved it to the outside, you know, carried it on the inside arm instead of the outside arm? It's just here's a, here's a follow-up from Low uh, Low Elo Joe. He says, then why weren't players screwing up on Munkin's they watch? Were. They were. They were screwing up on Bobo's watch. I, look. Jesus. I just relay the message. Damn. I, I just I read it so the people that are watching on the easier. podcast, they can hear the question too. Okay. It's, 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 it's uh well you, you hey, did you not have a tough game against Kent State? Did you not have a tough game against Missouri? You scored three points against Sanford in the second half. These things happen. You were you needed a missed field goal to beat Ohio State. You didn't win every game 65 to 7. These things happen. You know, uh, last year against the same team, all the stuff that went wrong today went right last year, and you blew them out of the place. You saw what how close Georgia came to just this game could have been 63 to nothing. You know, you had some stuff there. If you make tackles in the first half, 
they don't score. Oh. And both drives were extended by missed tackles. Uh, <laughs> hey, I agree, Jermaine. I Paul agree. is a phenomenal host. No, hey, and speaking of hosts, one thing before I roll, a programming note, film don't lie, Dane's in Wisconsin, so we will be doing that on Monday night. He, even our film don't lie guys are sucking from, compared to last year. Not <laughs> like it used to be. I, I, mean, I, I, I guess I could point to like 40,000 plus views in the past two weeks, but you know, I yeah. won't say anything about that. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. That was good. I like that. I like that. Uh, good rebuttal as well. Um, hey, Brent, doctor, as always, Peace. we appreciate it, man. Later. See ya. Yeah, Roddy, it's been a it's been a different it's been a different night tonight, and rightfully no, so. Never. You know, it's it you're you come in as a 27 and a half point favorite and you win by 10. Um, somebody brought up, well, spreads don't matter. I said, well, they yeah, kind of do because because Vegas is is normally right most of the time. And if you're a 16 and a half point favorite against Auburn, uh, and you don't cover that like you did today, where 17 and a half points, you lose that game. I mean, it's it, it does correlate. So there is a reason to be concerned, right? Absolutely. You should be terrified. Vegas expected them to put up big points today and, and they didn't. Um, so, but here's the question yeah. for that. I'd like to ask people that are worried about that. Do you not think they're capable of it? That's what it boils down to me. Okay. Because so thinking, I, I think this team is a lot more, this team is not as elite as we thought they were. Yes. Offensive line is not very as true. Good. Defensive very true. line, not as good. Very true. Receivers could be your quarterback is what you had last year. That's, that's right. my whole point. Your secondary is better, but you're missing one of your best players, Javon Bullers. Yeah, that was, uh, and I said that earlier. I, I don't want to pick on people, but the guy that took on Javon Buller's spot today did not, uh, no. did not do well. Yeah, and gave up some big plays. And so your secondary is much better than last year, but it wasn't today because you didn't have the right guys out there. So this team is not the 65-70 uh, juggernaut that you had at the end of last season. You know, So you've seen that in the first quarters, first quarter, first half, You know, three weeks in a row. Should be obvious, this team is not as good as last year. Now, can they get there? Yes. Your, le- your you know, starting left tackle, he's going into game four against UAB. Uh, Auburn. Will be his fifth game. He'll have grown up a lot since then. Your quarterback changed between halves. Your quarterback outdueled Spencer Rattler, who beat Tennessee and Clemson last year. In the first half, Spencer looked amazing. If you look at the final stats, Carson Beck was a much better quarterback. First yeah. half, second half, to me, looked, looked completely different. Uh, again, I, I'm positive because I'm like, there. I've covered this team for 30 years. I've, I remember the, the the down years where it's like. We have to play a perfect game to beat this Alabama team. We have to play a perfect game to beat this Florida team. We have to be a play a perfect game to beat Tennessee or Auburn. No, what you have to do now is not not beat yourselves. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm emotional about this game is like Georgia was beating themselves. You can't miss field goals. You can't have penalties in the red zone that stop your drives. You can't start the damn game off kicking the ball out of bounds and giving them that a was short wild. field. That was crazy. It was crazy. So it's like you, you did everything to hand them the game. You know, uh, hey, you ran into the stack box. Okay, that wasn't too bright, Mike. You know, maybe get it to the edge. It took you a half to realize that. Now, what I saw was the second half, that's what Georgia can be. And even then, you still had some uh, issues there. You didn't have any turnovers in the first half. You finally got two in the second half. One of them was towards the very end, you know, 
kind of a, just a, an add on there. But if you can get healthy and play like you did in the second, if you're capable of it, you can go in there and beat the brakes off Tennessee. Hell, they're getting their, they're getting their teeth kicked in now. You can beat whoever comes out of the West. So I'm like, as these players get better, they will be there. Let's. Uh, I'm not trying to beat anybody up for a win. You can have close games, uh, especially when your team's not as good as they were last year. Yeah, the, the big thing is Georgia scored 21 points in the second half. If they do that in the first half, it's 42. Then you're looking like uh, last year's team. But what was that Alabama game final score? 17 to 3. They, they were on the Alabama. You people are. I'm they, well, they were on to their second quarterback and they had to put in the third quarterback. So there is a big quarterback controversy. What? They went to another quarterback? Yes. Yeah, so they had the Buckner kid in and then they went to the, uh, I think, Ty Simpson. Ty, yeah, Ty Simpson. Yeah. Love Ty Simpson. Yeah, they uh, went. To, I wish Georgia had recruited him a lot harder. They went to there. Um, here's a funny thing: that Missouri kicker kicked a 61-yard field goal. Wasn't that's? I don't want to put. Me, wasn't he kind of like looking around? Remember that? Oh, remember that? Yes. Yeah. There, uh, little, uh, there was some insider info. Yeah, there were some tires kicked uh, from the kicker. Uh, on where he wanted to play college uh, next this year, and he ended up staying at Missouri. But there was uh, there was some talk there, uh, just hey, so you know. So, hey Paul, I want to get to some of the comments here because uh, uh, I'm enjoying the fight. But I do want to mention real quickly our friends at uh, ASW Distillery. This is a local distillery. They're in the state of Georgia. They are an award-winning distillery. If you look on your screen there, you see all the different uh, awards they've won. They've won it for their rye. They've won it for their uh, uh, bourbons. Uh, they've run it for, uh, I think, their gin as well. They've got something new coming. I keep teasing it. When it hits, it's going to blow your mind. It's going to change the way you tailgate. I'm telling you. ASW Distillery, they had six founding partners. Five of them are Georgia graduates. Okay, They have uh, three tasting rooms in the state of Georgia. One of them is at the Battery. The Braves just clinched again. When you go to your next Braves game and you're, you know, you're doing that little coasting because, hey, we can rest some starters now. You know, you already clinched it. You can go by the tasting room at the Battery, try all their different stuff. It is uh, phenomenal. I'm having my victory bourbon. I might have to have a little extra victory bourbon because I'm all geeked up tonight. Um, so we're going to have to calm myself down a little bit. But when you get a chance, I want you to try the Fiddler bourbon. Go to your local uh package store. If you don't see it, ask for it. The number one thing that the people inside the buildings, inside this, will like to do is hear from people, what do you like? Because they want to sell it to you. So if you yep. go in and say, hey, do you have Fiddler? Like, you know, we've heard about it, but we we, have, we haven't pulled the trigger yet. They will order it, and then you will be helping out some guys and, and girls who are big Georgia fans and who make an award-winning bourbon. So hit them up when you get the chance. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have to uh, give a shout out here to Sherry. While Sherry may be screaming in the chat about her opinion, she says when this six-year-old grandma can predict what's coming, especially on first down, that ain't a good sign. I will say, Sherry, you have been uh, loyal to a T on your opinion tonight, and I appreciate it. Even I, love though, Sherry. I love Sherry I, and Jenna. I love, I, love, I love it. Yeah, Sherry and Jenna, I mean, they're they're keeping the chat in you know, in control here on their stance. And I, they would know, kick I, my ass. <laughs> yeah. I, I appreciate it. They are giving Gary, this guy, Gary, uh, Gary Gilbreth. Uh, he says, coaches can't make plays. Players make plays. They're giving Gary look. So they're, <laughs> they're on a different side than you are tonight, Roddy, but 
you know, Sherry and Jen are, are in there putting in work in the chat. Here's so. thing, and I, I know what I know and I know what I don't know. And both of them could be right. And I'm not trying to be patronizing or anything. I will say this. Everybody in the comment section, even the people with the made up names, I will uh, Caldwell Crasher, you know. Uh, Caldwell oh, Crasher said hashtag I stand with Sherry. So <laughs> <laughs> that's hey. it. Here. I'm telling you, there's a lot of them out there, Roddy. There's a lot of folks out there that are, are, are blaming Bobo for this. And they we're gonna, absolutely can. That's fine. That's I, what I'm saying. We're, we're going to have to see what ha we're going. This is eventually going to come down to, yeah. is it Bobo or is it Beck? It's yeah, one like, of I want to finish my point about yeah. opinions. And I don't, I don't hate the opinions are like hassle things. That's, you know, uh, to me, there are opinions, there are formed opinions, and they're easy, uh, lazy opinions. These people have great opinions. Some of them are dead on, and I think they are probably more valid than mine. I'm watching a game. I'm trying to uh, do a bunch of technical stuff. I'm trying to share it. They probably see the game better than I do. I know what I don't know, and I'm saying when I say I honestly believe your opinions are as valuable or probably more informed than mine, I say that with all sincerity. I don't try to say that I have a better opinion than you. I don't want to do that to any fan. Because everybody can watch a game and have an opinion and probably be more right than I am. But I am going to defend my opinion. And so when I'm arguing with you and I'm yelling at you, I'm not trying to say this is the way it is. You know, you're wrong. You're probably right. But I'm saying the way I see it. And uh, I've always been a uh, being a journalist. You're searching for truth. And I want to know, just like you're saying, Paul, is it Mike's play call? Is it Beck's? execution is it the o-line is it this guy being out and i hate when we go well no it should you know line, line up and impose your will and that's always my favorite because i used to have a coach guys you need to impose your will i'm like coach they got eight in the box there's five of us you won't even give us a tight end and you want us to block five <laughs> yeah you know yeah. i'm like i can impose my will on one i will kick this heritage high school guy's ass i will drive him to the fence but the the middle linebacker is going to come through that hole that we vacate as i drive this guy to the bus so you're going to have to call a play to keep your quarterback alive. You know, that's just my. There is one thing we all can agree on, Roddy. It's, it's what Uncle Sam said. He said another couple of games like this one and ASW won't have <laughs> enough bourbon to keep UGA fans happy. I think we all can agree on that. Uh, well, let's see. You know, here we, if, uh, if that does true, if that is true. But we're going to switch to we're going to do some gummies. Yeah. Uh, but we're hey, gonna there's also, some, there, you, know, you got Susie saying, hey, Roddy, don't back down. You've been spot on. Oh, so there's, there's people I'm, in I'm, both camps uh, here. And Roddy's never going to back down. You don't have to. Please don't get him. He's not going to. So don't do that. I will say uh, we have low Elo Joe waiting backstage. And I will tell you right oh, now. Awesome. I've been wanting to hear from this guy for so long. Dude, He, I'm telling you right now, okay? He uh, he's been very firm in the chat tonight on his stance. Okay, and you know it's you know what I'll let him say it. What's up, Joe? Hello. What's up, gentlemen? Hey, man. So uh, is it is it Bobo or Beck? I already I already know your answer to that. I mean, yeah, he, everybody know, already knows the answer yeah. to that. I mean, it's it's obviously Bobo. I mean, we we yeah. saw Bobo years ago. What, you know, what's what's the difference at this point? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see a difference. You know, I saw somebody because uh, the dog vent gets quite crazy. Uh, probably, as you know, Joe, I'm sure you remember. If you're not, you need to be. Um, it gets crazy during the games, man. And uh, somebody yeah. during their rage said, 
Why did we bring this guy back? He was fired three times in the last 10 years. Uh, so there are people that are, are standing with you in solidarity with that, Jill. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I used to be on the uh, the old dog chat. Now, this was, wow. I don't know, maybe this this is maybe like 15 years ago. I was a 98 dog on there. That was, you know, that was way back in the day. I haven't been on it in a long time. You and <clears throat> Tom used to get into a fight. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, to, I'm obviously a uh, a Bobo. I won't say hater, but yeah, I'll just say, right, I, Joe, you are definitely a Bobo. Man. <laughs> I, 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 I definitely, a, I'm, I'm a Bobo disliker. I just, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We we have we have we have gone away. Uh, Anthony, yeah. Anthony no, there's no hate. Earlier. Yeah, there's no hate. Yeah, Anthony stopped no me hate. earlier in the show because I said there were you know these four categories and you had a hate person. He said, look, it, it, we can't hate. It's all love here. So uh, you're a Bobo disliker, yes, Joe. Just a Bobo yeah. disliker. I mean, to me, it's just, and I actually wanted, uh, I, I wanted to go back and and kind of pick on something Dane actually said, not not anything Roddy said in particular, but what Dane said a lot, you know. Yeah, screw him. Ago. He's not here. Let's make fun of him. <laughs> well, no, it, it, you know, when when he said, um, you know, that Beck was checking the ball down to the running backs, I, I just took I took a big issue with that because. And this is, I never played football. Okay. I'm like, I'm like Rudy. I'm five foot nothing, 150 nothing. Okay. So, you know, I've got, I, 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 you know, I solely have a back. I'm 48. I am 48 years old, though. And I've watched football my entire life um, and sports in general my entire life. According to Mike Gundy, you're a grown man. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, yes. According to Mike, Mike Gundy, I'm I'm definitely a grown man. Um, But, you know, when, when he said Beck was just checking the ball down to the backs, I don't, I mean, again, I've watched football for 30 plus years. I don't see that at all because if you're checking the ball down to the running backs, you're at least looking at at least one option, let's say half the time, right? You're at least looking at wide receiver one or the slot guy or something and then saying, okay, that's not available. Let me check it down. That's not what Beck was doing. Beck basically got the snap, took his drop, and immediately went to the running back every single time so tell me how how he can be checking the ball down i mean i I don't get it so maybe maybe dane misspoke uh or maybe not uh maybe they were designated because what jack white is saying i think jack white i don't know he looks young I, i feel like jack white like either was part of the UGA football program at one point. He's, he's got some really uh, nice answers here. He said uh, inside zone reads and screens were two of our most run plays last year. And they, they count those, uh, those screen plays, those wide receiver screen plays as actually running plays. So I think that's where maybe Dane was getting mistaken um, with that. Cause they count those as runs. He's got to get them out quick. Is well, that what also, you're talking about? Some of that is uh, when you're talking about check, it's you're doing it based on what the defense lines up. It. You're like, Okay, uh, let me see what they got. Here's where we're going, you know. So some of it is a pre-snap read. It's not always, hey, I'm gonna go through my progressions and then go down here. Some of it's like, go, oh, we're there. We got. Uh, I see what coverage they're in. I see what they're doing. Especially when they uh, Georgia runs a guy in motion all the time to make them tip their hat. You know, it's like, okay, uh, he's going with them. They're in man at least man under, they're dropping it. And you see the guys start backpedaling the minute the ball snaps. Like, okay, the safety's dropping deep. This this play has a tag to be a post route, or this is supposed to go up the seam. They just drop two safeties. 
I'm going to take this. There's obviously nobody on my running back. I'm going to just toss it to him in the flats because they're willing to give that up. So I think that's what Dane means by checking down to him. I, I could be completely wrong, but I'm not. Uh, I'm trying to figure out why he said that in your uh, or why why he might have thought that because just a guess. Yeah. Well, let, let me ask you this too, Roddy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I brought I've brought this up on previous shows. And I understand why you guys do not respond to it and do not put it up on the screen. Let me ask you live, whatever it is. button here to kick your ass off the show. <laughs> no, no, it, it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be. It, I wouldn't ask anything like that. Um, but what I was asking, because I remember, um, I remember Beck making a comment from an interview when he first got to Georgia, saying that he was very nervous. Uh, when he got to campus and I was asking you guys, if you guys had seen any nervousness out of him, you know, during a spring game, during practice this fall or anything like that in in any of the games. And so my question to you guys is now that I'm actually on the show and you guys basically have to answer it now, (laughs) you know, have you, have you seen it? You know, did you see any of that out of his play today or, you know, you know, Am I just crazy here or, you know, what? And again, I'm not blaming this on Beck. I'm, I'm the, I'm the Bobo, you know, disliker. Um, but did you see any nervousness out of Beck? So I'll, I'll go first, Roddy. Um, I think the way that Kirby handles Beck compared to how he handles Stetson is a little different. You can see it, especially on the sidelines when he comes to the sidelines. Kirby with Stetson, I mean, it was almost like he was like yelling at his, his son. Right. Like they were in a like how Roddy would probably yell at uh, his son on a, on a football field. It was more chew his ass out. Right. Chew him out type situation um, with Beck. It's more of like kind of head taps and, and more positive affirmations, I feel like, on the sidelines. Now, I'm sure he chews him out at some point, but it seems like at least the, these first three games, it's been more of a trying to uh, coach him up in a positive way. And now does that have something to do with his nerves or or things like that it might just be how they need to coach him up and it's different coaching styles uh so that's what i've seen from it i don't know so much of the nerves but it is a different coaching style definitely uh what they're doing to beck as opposed to stetson when they come to the sidelines and it might be because beck doesn't have as much experience either so that, that's my take on it it's a definitely a different coaching style uh with with beck roddy did i see any nervousness the first game absolutely Second game, uh, I think when they don't hit right away, he gets nervous. And again, th- this is psychoanalysis from you know, yeah, yeah seven yeah. miles away. I hate saying what someone thinks. This is my pet peeve about uh, when we argue about stuff like this. You're, you're like you're defending him or you're attacking him. People take they ignore what you're saying and go straight to why you said it. Like they can read your damn mind. It drives me bonkers you know well if you said this then you must think this i'm like no no listen listen to the words coming out of my mouth you know this is what i'm trying to say so uh for this i hate doing psychoanalysis but just by looks the way it appears i think he gets a little nervous and what's the one thing that kirby smart said put him ahead of the other guys in their quarterback competition he doesn't turn the ball over and he makes good decisions, puts him into the right play. Now, remember, when they go up the line of scrimmage, most of the time they have more than one play they can run. They call one thing, they have another option. That's like Kirby, how, like Kirby likes to do that. Uh, there was an RPO called. They went to a different play. 
it went for a big, uh, big yardage. So uh, Coach Donna pointed that out in the watch along. I, I didn't even notice it. He, it happened so fast. Coach said, see what happened? That's why you watch. Uh, but when you watch Carson relax, I mean, hell, he did the post-game interviews. He looks nervous. You know, again, yeah. I hate to psychoanalyze somebody, but, he, you know, it's like I'm on TV again. You know, everyone's looking at me. Whereas Stetson would pause and take time because he'd been around so long. Again, this is a quarterback three games ago was his first start. Today was his first start against an SEC team. Each week when we do our uh, by the numbers, he's putting up, you know, uh, career highs because he's practically brand new to college football. He's, he got in the, the mop-up times, but it's different. Again, I had one question to ask him last year and out in L.A. We, we did all these other interviews, and I went up to him and asked him one thing. I said, are you ready to be in the microscope? Are you ready to be in the fishbowl? And he said, you're absolutely F-word right because he was looking forward to it. I think saying that you're ready to be with that sort of scrutiny versus actually having it are two different things. Uh, we have people that won't come on the show because they're like, I just want to do comments or I don't want to do, I don't want to fight with people in the comments. I won't even put in the comment, but then they put in some comments. Then they actually come on the show like Lolo Joe and you realize, Hey, nobody bites. This is fun. And then Eddie, and we can't keep Eddie off the damn show. We you know, <laughs> they get yeah. comfortable. Uh, look how uh, Carson, I'm not Carson, uh, uh, Stetson, his first few games, it's not the same guy towards the end. Hell, uh, championship one versus championship two, completely different quarterback. And he actually said, I was constantly feared I was going to get pulled. And then he would start forcing balls. And he'd start forcing plays. And he would stare down a receiver because, like, I know this is supposed to go to Carson. I'm going to stare right at him and throw it at him. And all of a sudden, you, you've got a uh, inside linebacker coming up to hit him uh, because you're like, well, geez, he, I know exactly where the ball is going because the damn quarterback's staring right at him. So I think as Carson evolves – that will change too. So uh, everybody gets more comfortable the more you do it. I mean, Paul was terrified the first time we put him on air. Absolutely. Yeah. Pee yeah. down his leg. We had to change his pants. It was sad. <laughs> hey, and hey, I still get terrified. Last time I went on 11 Live, had a damn panic attack and uh, threw up in the parking lot. I've been doing it for six years. It just sometimes it happens, you know? So um, sometimes it happens. So, but hey, Joe, I appreciate you. Whatever your comments are and coming on the show, uh, because, you know, if it wasn't for you guys in the comments and we wouldn't be doing this. So I appreciate you coming on to the show as well. Um, before no you worries. leave, Joe, before you leave, and I didn't do this with anybody but one other person, um, give me your helmet sticker for offensive player and defensive player. We'll stay away from helmet stickers for special teams uh, today because – We'll just, we'll just stick away. From, we'll, we'll stay away from Well, you can give it to Thorson, I guess, on a couple of good punts. So we'll just automatically give it to him, and we'll keep it moving. You're offensive and defensive, though. Mm, offensive? I mean. Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think I have to give to Dejan. I mean, yeah. he. You know, he racked up a hundred yards. I was I was thinking about Bowers, but no, I think I think we've got to give to Dejan. Um, <laughs> defensively, man, I mean, we kind of got torn up. Um, I'll give it to Malachi Starks. Third week in a row, uh, Malachi has gotten some helmet stickers, and I think we said last week, Roddy, didn't we, that uh, we were going to just make a permanent helmet sticker for Malachi Starks? Yeah, it might probably should. Yeah, 
he um he's a different breed man he he is like the quintessential dog that you want representing your program too i saw the gatorade commercial that you posted roddy um just a good kid man he calls his mom before every game hey you know sometimes you need it sometimes you need it i i'm just glad you didn't uh call me out for my bama playoff pick paul no, so I still have that here, Joe. Whoa. I still have that. We're, we, we'll look over that next week. Because yeah, I'll let's get, just forget all about that pick. For uh, for for low elo, Joe, he's got Georgia, Bama, <laughs> Ohio State, and USC. So you're still alive three of the four. But uh, yeah, yeah you're, you're, Bama ain't yeah. looking too good. Yeah. So <laughs> hey, Joe. As always, man, we appreciate you coming on the show. No problem. Thanks for all having right, me. You guys take. Hey, care. Joe. Please, please come on next week. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll try to be back. You're always welcome, Joe. You have nothing else to do. Come on. I, well, I, yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was uh, on the other side of the planet the last two weeks. I actually yeah. missed the first two weeks of college football, which is insane for me, but uh, had to do it. Yeah. But, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be around. you kept up now. with Joe, you would have known that. I knew he was out. I knew he was coming back this week. I know my yep. people, Roddy. See, my look, people. And what happens? The show gets better when your horses come back. Exactly. Like game <laughs> a lot better when Adrian came back. Hey, See? there we go. Stars and there everything we go. starts firing. There we go. And let's uh, never forget Bo Nix, Ben, uh, Ben's Heisman pick. Yeah, no, we'll never, never hashtag never forget. Yes. Speaking of Ben, Ben decided to not come on the show today, so uh, yeah, he's, he, he's fired. So, all right, Joe, we'll see you, <laughs> man. Guys. Joe's a good guy, man, and I, I love Joe's takes too because he he is very stern on his takes. He he stands on one leg and uh, and keeps it there. So I appreciate it. Twenty four fourteen, our final here, Roddy. Oh man, what's the uh, what's the spread next week against UAB? I don't know, but didn't you say it was gonna be like twenty eight? Yeah, I think so. But you know who's counting, right? I think I actually said twenty seven and a half. Uh, if we're being if we're really being honest, um, and I think Wait, I hit you- it right. Did you look I think at I it? I think I did. Um, so <laughs> UAB is going to be what is UAB? Let me, look at UAB? Let me look at UAB. I don't even I haven't looked them up. To, uh, they're in a delayed. Oh, the game was just delayed today. It just says delayed. Um, maybe they're gonna play. So they lost <coughs> they lost uh they beat North Carolina A and T 35-6. They lost to Georgia Southern uh last week 49 to 35. Hey, a damn good football team. I'm you don't gonna five picks or whatever. Uh, I'm gonna go UAB. Oh. Georgia is going to be minus 37 and a half. 37 and a half. It's kind of high, but UAB is also not that great. Um, but if it is 37 and a half, I will agree with Justin Farmer that they probably don't cover that either. Um, they are I think they're 0-3 this year against the spread. So. 27. 27. Damn. Wow. Um, that's low. That's low. KC says, hey, man, just forget the spread. Win, win, baby, just win. Some of us are degenerates, okay, KC? Some of us are watching this Gators-Volunteers game and hoping that they both just don't score any more points um, because we got a big parlay ahead of us uh, tonight. Hey, uh, KC points out something here. Uh, didn't know the kicker was a freshman yet. Are you better kicker than you were last year? Ooh, you're not. You're not. Uh, you're, you're very much not. Now, that's not to say – You might be better at returns. Yeah, and your punter is better, um, but it's the same guy, same guy. Um, But that's not to say – I'm not ready to write off Woodring just yet. He's a freshman. Um, So he's going to need some some love in that locker room, and I'm sure George will give it to him. So, uh, you know – Kirby talked up a lot. 
Yeah, we talked about that earlier uh, in the show before you got on. You have another option at kicker, guys. He's just been on your campus for three years, and he was also the one that kicked out of bounds to start the game. So a true freshman started over him this year. So you you have that. So I, I don't know if normally, normally he punches it out of the back of the end zone, which uh, he's been money on kickoffs. But again, that's what in that week, two weeks in a row, they kicked it out of bounds. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember them kicking it out of bounds last week. They I'm might. Pretty have. sure they did last week as well, uh, folks. By the way, the Shane Beamer uh, uh, audio is or Ooh. interviews up on. Uh, you, I know you're watching this, but I'm saying when this is over, if you want to see what Shane Beamer said after the game, uh, the first 20 seconds almost sounds like they effed their uh, butts off. I'm pretty sure he said fought their butts off, but it sounds like a different F word. So Really? <laughs> so, just saying. Yeah, that's pretty funny there. So um, Mountain Man said, uh, can Hot Rod come back for a doctorate? Yeah, what's he doing? He's not playing on any teams. He got cut. Come back and be the doctorate of Legos, and uh, he's a Lego man. You can come do that. I just saw Cam uh, – I can never say Nizelak. I saw a tweet from him. He's still punting, trying to get on a make a team. Then, he's never going to give that up. He's going to just keep trying. Um, um, what's something you can't give up, though, Roddy? And I know what it is. I know exactly what it is. It's the Rogue Shop. You I can't, can't give, give up the Rogue Shop. Uh, Richard out at the Rogue Shop, he and his wife uh, have created a – this is a mom-and-pop operation, which it sounds weird because you think the Rogue Shop sounds like, you know, these giant uh, this giant industry, this complex – now they are actually um, uh, this again. This is one guy who was in the military and he got hurt and he left and you know he was doing the pain meds and stuff like that, but was very frustrated with the fact that uh, you know you can only take pain meds for so long. And he started looking for anti-inflammatories and he heard about cabinoids and found out that they're supposedly anti-inflammatory. So. He's got into THC. Now, this is a guy who's like, I was always never say no to weed and don't, you know. Uh, he's a football player, you know, like I think he played some in college. Just uh, he's a crazy Texas fan for one thing. So, I mean, doesn't have the best judgment. But, you know, the guy was looking around for stuff like that, and he came up with a these THC extract um, gummies. And he makes himself – now, this is a guy who actually – bought the machines to make them. And then, uh, cause he, he kept having other people make them for him and he would do testing on them. It was like, these are just not right. So he's invested in this. They put a ton of money into it and they've been a big sponsor for us for the last couple of years. If you have chronic pain, if you have problems sleeping, I want you to try the Delta THC guys. They have some that are nighttime. They have some that are pain. They have creams, they have all the stuff. If you watch this show, try the Rogue shop. You can order them in Georgia. Now, if you have an employer who drug tests, be careful from taking these because some of these can make you fail a drug test. But you're not—it's not joints and it's not stuff like that. It is uh, legal in the state. He will actually send you the documents to prove it when you get your uh, order. And if you try one of these, uh, they have drops, they have tinctures, they have creams, they have gummies. Uh, if you do want to get the gummies or one of the lollipops, take a half of one or a third of one the first time you try one. But, yeah, I'm looking at this 275 milligram right here. It says very potent sleeping aid. Yeah, you're going to be sleeping for like three days. Yeah, uh, so sure you... look for like 25, look for 50, yeah. look for something, you know, a lot. My man Hamilton, who's watching the show still, he probably could down a 275. I know Hamilton. Yeah. He, he probably can get one down with that. Um, but, ooh, euphoric effects. All right. Hey, they got everything that you need. Um, so. They're, they're good stuff stuff there, the and if you use promo code Bulldogs10, you get 10% off. There you go. 
There you go. Well, I'm going to have him come on maybe next week uh, in the postgame show. We'll, we'll launch the postgame show with him talking about his stuff. Because he's a different giant college football fan. He will, he will, uh, we can get in there and we can give him all sorts of hell about uh, Texas and argue with him. And he covers all these, he follows all of college football. So just a diehard football fan. Jermaine, let me know. We'll hook you up. Uh, uh, see, I knew Hamilton, I knew Hamilton would, would be about, he said, I need this always. I knew Hamilton would be on it. Hamilton, uh, he's actually the girlfriend of my in-laws uh, neighbor. Does that make sense? Did I describe no. that right? Uh, my my in-laws neighbor's daughter, that's her, their boyfriend, her boyfriend. A very cool guy. Very smart guy. You said um, he was the girlfriend. Uh, you know what? I don't know. He's got long red hair. He's a good, he's a good guy. Um, <laughs> so shout out to him. Go ahead and buy some from the Rogue Shop. Let hey, me know. Yeah, Jenna, uh, try their Delta 9. Uh, stay away from Delta 8. Try the Delta 9. And then you can uh, scream at him. And here's the thing. You have a game like this. You feel a hell of a lot better with one of those uh, lollipops. <laughs> Right, right, right. Um, hey, you want to go around the league? Yeah, because I have not been able to keep up with it. Neither have, I. Neither have I. So it's going to be news to me and news to you. So let's see what's going on. Let's go top 25. There was not one single matchup this week. Uh, Hamilton says you're the GOAT. Appreciate it, bro. Um, there was not one single matchup this week between two top 25 teams. So just a terrible slate in terms of that. I'm trying to see... Just scrolling down through here, there was the upset. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, Roddy. Well, we talked about it already, Missouri uh, over K-State. So that's yeah. a big rivalry game between those two. Yes, they don't it play it very often. Um, and so they kicked that 61-yard field goal there. Uh, Notre Dame took care of Central Michigan. Utah took care of Weber State. Alabama squeaked by against South Florida. Again, give me that score again. 17-3. Let's let's I want to dive in here real quick just to, to the stats here. And so do they only use a two quarter? Do they play Milro yeah. at all? No. So according to, to this, uh looks like Ty Simpson was five of nine for 73 yards. Oh, I know why they pulled Tyler Buckner. Five for 14, 34 yards. So 2.4 yards uh, uh hey, I'm I'm already uh uh the odd man out with my uh my opinions. I think they should have stuck with Melrose. And that's not – I think so, too. I looking, think so too. Oh, well, yeah, you see they suck. You know, you're second-guessing them. I was stunned when I heard that because Melrose is ridiculously talented. I get the interceptions, but it's also how many games has he played? I, I said this. I said this last week against against Texas, Roddy. If they yeah. put Buckner out there, he's getting okay. two broken clavicles. Yeah, Melrose's scrambling ability was what kept him in that game. There's, uh, for those, times, there's a bad snap. He picks it up and runs it. This, yeah. he, I know that's not a design play, but what does Kirby always say? We need our best athletes on the field. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you change your offense around and maybe he can't do the stuff your guy wants to do, but he's specially talented. And I don't know that. And don't get me wrong. I like Ty Simpson. I think he's a phenomenal quarterback. We, I mean, coach was uh, Georgia faced his father in game one. You yeah. know, this is a kid who is a quarterback's, I mean, uh, he's a coach's son. He's a quarterback's coach's dream. Uh, I thought Georgia – I wish they'd gone after him a lot harder. Um, Yeah, Or maybe, you know, maybe he just wasn't interested in coming to Georgia. But that is – Ty Simpson is an absolute badass. So he could be the guy. But he's he's young. And I'm thinking Milrow could be the guy. Anyway. Uh, For those of you keeping track at home for your Jermaine Burton trackers, one catch for seven yards. So – some of you will smile at that. Auburn, 24-7 to right now over Samford in the third quarter. Vanderbilt's losing at the half to UNLV 2017. Old Miss uh, barely up on Georgia Tech at half, 10-7 to 
or 10 to three. Ooh, see, that's a tough one. Cause I kind of want, I, I, I don't want Georgia tech to win. There's never been a Georgia tech fan, but I would like to see uh, uh, Dominic Blaylock and Brett Cedar actually score yeah. something there. And Buster Faulkner, great guy. Like he'd see him as a success. So maybe they can score a bunch of points, but still lose uh, because they have no defense to, uh, so. I'm sure most of uh, you folks are watching the Florida Tennessee game. It is 26 to seven right now in favor of the Gators in the third quarter. And Tennessee's lined up for a field goal down. They're about to, they're trying to kick a field goal here. Yeah. So what, Oh, I guess they they can be down two possessions, 16. They'd have to hit, they'd have to hit two, two point conversions. That's tough. I I guess that's the right way to do it. But at the same time, it's like, look, you're in the swamp. You, You better, better do something. Uh, Arkansas up on BYU at the half, 24-21. That game's going to score a lot of points, so if you want to watch that. Kentucky right now, Rowdy, it's about to start the third quarter, 14-0 over Akron. So they're not pounding Akron like uh, we thought they would be right now, but that surely can change. And then to round out the SEC, LSU murdered Mississippi State today, 41-14. to And yeah, I was listening to that game on my walk, and it was just awful. Texas A&M beat up on UL Monroe 47-3. to So that's your around the league. Next week, Roddy, week four, uh, you've got Old Miss at Alabama. That's going to be the 330 Ooh. game. So that's a that's a fun one, especially if Old Miss wins against Georgia Tech. They'll be 3-0. Uh, Alabama could lose that game, I think. I want to hear what Curtis Maximus thinks about that game. Yeah, pickless cage, tell us. Uh, and then that's, that's the only – only game I see, you've got Auburn, Texas A&M at the noon noon spot in terms of SEC next week. So that's what I see. But that's, there are a lot of two mules fighting over turnip. Nobody gives a damn. Yeah, there's there are a lot of good games outside of the SEC next week uh, in week four. So and of course tonight uh, we we have Dion. We have Dion. Uh, oh yeah, wearing shades. That'll be a ten. That'll be a oh, ten. I was wondering, like, what what is the game time on that? That's uh, ten o'clock. Um, are you uh? You buy, you folks buying or selling on Dion? Um, oh, if you want my answer, I'll, I'll let the the crowd answer. But I'm I'm 100 bought in, man. I mean, he's part of my parlay right now. I need this game to go low, and then him to cover <laughs> that spread. Most win by 50. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it. You know, hey Jack, what what they do? They made it personal. They made it personal. Okay, um, our intern. I say intern. Our video guy. Uh, Bobby Andrews was on the watch along show mm-hmm. and I don't know if I said it before the show or right when the show started, but I said, I'm nervous about this Georgia South Carolina game. And coach always yells at me when we do that. He's like, don't bring that negativity in here. And he's right. I shouldn't be in it, but I'm honest. How many times, and he, again, when you've been doing it a really long time, you see everything going in one direction. Everybody expects a blow up. Everybody expects a team to just die. And it doesn't happen. So if you looked at South Carolina, you're like, South Carolina uh, gave up nine sacks to North Carolina. South Carolina was a little tighter with Furman than you want them to be. Uh, they just lost one of their starting offensive linemen, the offensive line that gave up nine uh, tackles. They lost a linebacker. They lost you – know, we, we did our uh, interview with the guy from the uh, – Caleb Alexander from the South Carolina site. He's like, man, the first thing we asked was, what about the health? He's like – he listed like nine players that were going to be out or questionable. Uh, you know the Kirby and him don't get along. Georgia has not had questions to answer in you know, after the first two weeks. So you could just see Kirby wanted to curb stomp this guy. 
uh, them missing all these players. Um, everything looked like it should be a 68 to nothing beatdown of South Carolina. And I'm like, I hate when the entire universe is pointing towards one conclusion because it never, ever happens. I like it when there's, you know, a little back and forth, you know, and that's it. I, I, Bobby will attest that I was talking about how nervous I was for this game just because cosmic in uh, karma, if you will, everything should go that way. So long-winded point, this Colorado-Colorado State game. It should, they sh- should absolutely kill them. But it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me if the game's closer than everybody says. Well, I surely hope not, Roddy. Because again, everything, everything is going against Colorado State. They said some stupid stuff. The entire universe believes that this is going to be a hundred to nothing. And it could be. But I'm just saying every once in a while, when everything points in one direction, bet the other way. I really wish that um, somebody would say something like that about Kirby. Just so we could have that like one. Oh, God, week. yeah. You know? Kirby doesn't. Um, I don't think Kirby likes Shane Beamer. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would like to. I would like to see that one. Uh, one week, you know, somebody just says something about Kirby about taking his his visor off when he goes to a press conference or something, and they Kirby had to make up some uh, bulletin board material from uh, Tonka Hemingway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. they tried to. They tried to. Well, he didn't mention Georgia as the loudest place to play. So, you know. Again, and that was another thing. They did kind of give them some sort sort of uh, we're going to prove it to them uh, bulletin board material, and it still didn't go the way you wanted to because sometimes the kids that are here and they're supposed to get their asses kicked don't agree to that, and they play really well because they got nothing to lose. Uh, they sold the, the farm on some of the runs. They brought everybody. They're like, okay, uh, we're going to play down a distance. It's third and four. We think you're going to run it. So we're going to bring eight. And if you do run it, we got more guys than you do. And then George, of course, runs it. You're like, oh, man. Uh, But at the same time, George is very successful at running it on third and four. So that's one of your that's one of your higher percentages plays versus snapping it, throwing it, trying to get four yards that way. Again, as Coach Simpson said in week one, it's a lot harder to uh, uh, block the play, throw the ball and catch it than it is just turn around and hand it off to one of their backs. So. I like uh, Jermaine King here. He says Kirby creates that stuff like Michael Jordan. Yeah, Jordan Jordan used to create a uh, crazy stuff too. Um, about you know, getting motivation. yeah, 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 getting motivation. We need that gift that we can run here. Yeah, yeah. So what well, I like else you got? Saying? I like I like the scrub it up fight. Yeah. What else you got, boss? I'm just put Vanny Griff for a whole game and he'll end up with better scores than Beck. Here's the thing. And I'm not trying to get into quarterback controversy. I, everybody knows I, I love Brock Vandegrift. I covered him extensively, coached against him once when we were when my kids and his and he were little. My son Ollie's the same age. Is my point? They've, they've gone head to head. Brock's running ability. We saw Carson run a few times today, and you saw what the difference was. There were a couple times where uh, South Carolina brought the house because they did not think they 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 crashed in because they were not worried at all about Carson Beck running the ball. What happened when he did run it? He gouged them. That was something that was missing last year. When teams would decide, oh, we don't think that uh, Stetson's going to keep it, you know, on these uh, uh, RPOs. And he did, and there's nobody there. If you put uh, – and, again, I don't know that uh, Vandergriff would make better decisions than uh, Beck, 
I mean, they did have a they had a battle, but what he does to that offense, opening it up as a running quarterback, as a guy who can and is hard to tackle. He's a big old boy. Uh, he's tough as nails. I I wouldn't be opposed to seeing it. I'm not saying pull him, but again, you have two good quarterbacks, and I think uh, Van, you, you couldn't go wrong with either one of them. Uh. Just for a little upset alert here, second quarter, Texas might be having a little hangover, 10-7 to 7 against Wyoming. So I'm sure they'll the – Cowboys. I'm sure, I'm sure they'll pull away from the Cowboys, but uh, it is it is a tight one now. So, um, yeah, this uh, this Florida game looks interesting, though. Is, uh, is Florida back, question mark? Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. So, uh, what was that game they lost? Uh, they lost to Utah the first Utah. game of the year. Yeah. So, Utah's pretty good. Yeah. Tennessee's supposed to be pretty good, too, though. Tennessee's 11. Tennessee's not. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. No, I mean, I thought they were going to be – I kept talking about the toughest game Georgia will have will be at Tennessee. But uh, Why did you have to say it like enough for Tennessee to go, wow, Tennessee's awesome? You didn't, you, didn't, you didn't have to say it like that. Oh, Tennessee's not. Well, they're they're, again, they're not as good as we thought they would be. They lost uh, a very good quarterback. It's going to take them a while to run that offense with the guy they have. Georgia lost a really good quarterback. It's going to take them a while to get to where oh, they were. I see, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Uh, touche, touche. Georgia is not as good as they were last year. They have really good players. Yeah. But their players, how many of them were better than last year? Again. And I saw somebody say, well, should we have to replace, you know, should we have to improve after you won two titles? Yeah, you should. Everybody's, everybody's gunning for you now. They're, it's their Super Bowl. I think uh, yeah. I said it last week. I don't, have, I don't, it, gets, it gets harder and harder. Kirby said the wind at the top only blows harder. So these I think, teams play you lights out. Yeah, I think Andy Stose said it on our Sunday show, said, hey, this is uh, South Carolina's Super Bowl. This is their game. There's not going to be a a bigger game for them this year. Just like uh, when you play UAB next week, it's not going to be a bigger game for them. Just like when you play Auburn, not going to be a bigger game for them. This is everybody's Super Bowl. South Carolina is not sad right now. They're like, hey, we went into their house and we played close. Everyone had us losing, but the line was 28 points. We went into halftime up 14 to three. You know, we're going to be, and yeah, moral victories are just that. You know, they count as a, they count as a loss. But if you have these other teams say, hey, we played them tight. We made had some good things out of it. Uh, that's Hey, Georgia was there. Georgia had moral victories all the time. Well, we played Alabama good in the second half, you know. Yeah, but you're down 31 nothing in the first. You know? So uh, you are now the moral victory uh, standard if teams could just keep it close with you. So I guarantee you USF is psyched out of their damn minds. Oh, yeah. Well, also – Alabama having to go down there and play that game is still one of the more crazy scheduling things I've ever seen. What did they do? Give up a couple? Like, I don't know what they two for one, three for yeah, one. I think it was, yeah, I think it was like a two for one type deal, and they were like, "Yeah, you got to come down here." And this deal was made back in twenty, you know, eleven. Like, come down here in twenty twenty three, you know. And they were like, "Sure, whatever." And they had to actually do it. So, speaking of South Carolina, looking forward to them. Uh, they've got a pretty tough road: Mississippi State, Tennessee, Florida, Missouri, Texas A and M. Are their next few games, and three of those are on the road. So I don't think you qualify for a bowl game. Yeah, it's going to be tough I, for them. I, I'm crapping on them, but I will say a lot of people thought that Spencer Rattler was a kind of flash in the pan and just you know all or nothing. 
you have to respect him after today's game. That dude was running for his life for the third time in a row, and uh, he made some plays. And if his receivers hadn't dropped a few, it could have been an even uh, sketchier game. He, he made really? some stuff happen. Now, to be fair, uh, they called a couple holds, but that yeah, right tackle, yeah. there was, I mean, he's sacking guys. So <laughs> come on, come on, SEC refs. I, I do a weekly tweet about SEC refs. Uh, officiating at times was garbage. Like, man, you're going to tackle Warren Brinson. They called one on Warren, but there were other times. Stackhouse, uh, I, I was, I played offense, I held. I know I was doing it, you know, and you, you learn how to do it without uh, showing the rest. But there were a couple times where it was blatant. I mean, did you, did you see the one with uh, Tate Ratledge, the yeah. hold that he got where he held him and then he put his hands up like he just, yeah, yeah. and then looked back at the ref? Like it was yeah. the most obvious. Like if I was the ref right there, I'd be like, yeah, man. Dan Brown. <laughs> Maybe the ref right there did. And what was that? It was on a third down conversion yes. where you actually made it. Yes. And then I think they missed a field goal after that, right? Oh, man. I think so, yeah. Um, I don't think they scored. That should have been first and goal. Yeah. God damn that, it, Bobo. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, here's the thing, though. JT brings up a good point. Bama going through the entire depth chart for a quarterback. When was the last time, I guess these past couple of years because you won a national championship, but you can say, I'm glad we are not Bama. Uh, there's a lot of, you know. There's a lot going into that saying uh, because they've been dominant for a long, long time. I mean, you had two games against them where their backup quarterback beat you. Yeah. And now you've got tape on all three of them, so you you don't have to worry about that. Uh, Ducati says Bama's playing in the Pootie Tang Bowl this year, so uh, good luck in that. I need to watch that movie again. Yeah, it is a good movie. Um, Yeah, so overall – Final thoughts here, Roddy. Uh, 24 to 14. Was it what you expected? No, no. I expected Georgia to go out there. I, I, I picked the over. Okay. I, mean, I picked Georgia to cover. You know, yeah. I thought, again, it was two weeks of Georgia is within inches of blowing these things open. They just pick up one block, one cut, get one guy back. And I thought that Javon Bullard would play. And I, he did practice a lot, so they thought he could get in. I, I knew that uh, – well, I broke the news that uh, Dejan Edwards would be back and that uh, Ladd McConkey would be out. I'm like, okay, you've got, you got a one-dimensional team. They come in and they throw it. And if you have Javon Bullard out there, the secondary – Georgia secondary is better than last year. Where is he going to throw it to? They don't have a great offensive line. You can get some pressure on him. And Georgia got pressure on him all the time, and he escaped repeatedly. And then uh, – you didn't have Javon Bullard and the safeties that replaced him weren't as good. So it's a much tighter game. So it's for that game where everything functions like it's supposed to, and Georgia comes out fast at the beginning. I mean, hell, the first couple quarters were annoying the first two games. This was an entire annoying first half. Yeah. They made great adjustments. They finally could start attacking the outside. I could be, if, you know, I've got no problem with the fans being frustrated with Kirby. I got no problem with the fans being frustrated with Beck or uh, Mike Bobo or Stacy Cyril's or, you know, whoever uh, it's at, you know, you sh- that's what makes the game great. But I'm also like, I'm frustrated with guys who missed a block, missed a tackle when you didn't last year, or you didn't earlier in this year, you've, you've proven it. Now you send a guy out there it's his first time doing it and he right. can't get it done. You know, David Daniel has some uh, rough plays. 
I'm like, okay, David Daniel ain't Javon Bullard. But if Javon Bullard goes out there and doesn't do what he's capable of in the past, I'm like, damn it, this is on you. Yeah. You know? So that's my thought. I'm like, this is this should have been the game where it all came together, and it wasn't. And it's uh, you're gonna have that same frustration. Maybe maybe they get it in gear next week, but uh, I think this was the game that finally proved because this is the first time you can compare apples to apples. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're not as good as you were last year. You got some issues. You're gonna get better because you've shown you can. Uh, but all of you. Top to bottom, you got to you got to get better in special teams. You got to get better on offense. You got to get better on defense. You you're missing a Jalen Carter. You're missing a Darnell Washington. You don't have plug and play um, uh, people that fix that. So you're you're not as good. I still but, think oh, and a lot of other teams are as good either. Right. So that's exactly what I was about to say. I still think you're the number one team in the nation yes. right now. Uh, there's there's a question in my mind. All the other teams have flaws too. So yeah. I said that earlier in the show. There's not a team that I look at and I say Georgia can't beat them. Texas yeah. looked really good against Alabama. Now you see Texas kind of struggling against Wyoming. So th- there's not a team out there that's just running, you know, crazy. How did FSU do today? Uh, they barely beat Boston College, 31-29. Yeah. So again, another team yeah, that I thought had they won the championship after that first game against LSU. Right. A lot. Yeah. A lot of a lot of uh, thoughts. You know, I I thought I bought the hype on Florida State. Not to say that they're not a good team, but they struggle. Right. They struggle. So uh, the, the, there's no team. There's no team this year that is just running uh, through the NCAA. Not happening. So you're going to have your lumps. Now we have to see if Georgia can bounce back from this. Right? They they beat them by ten, sure. And you say they bounce back from a win? Absolutely. Come out, beat up on UAB. And then you have to – I think our first test, Roddy, that we're going to see of this team is at Auburn, especially yeah. if that game's a night game. I mean, that crowd's going to be crazy. You so, can't have illegal procedure calls, two of them, in your own stadium. Georgia Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the 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 lights – I mean, if that game is a night game in, in Auburn, it's it's going to be very interesting what, what yeah. comes of it over there. Uh, so I think that's what we see what this team does. But overall, you, you bounced back from 14 to three at the half. You looked absolutely terrible in the first half, and you somehow made it look respectable, and you won the game in the second half. So I think, you know, you walk away. You got a lot on tape that you can go back and watch. You had another game for your starting quarterback to play, and uh, hopefully next week you can come out and be dominant in the first half and the second half. Uh, I think that's what what Georgia fans want to see. Before we get out of here, Roddy, I need your helmet stickers, good sir, for one for offense and one for defense. Uh, offense, uh, I mean, everyone's going with Dejon Edwards. That's yeah. Uh, again, look how different it is when he's in there. Twenty carries, one hundred eighteen yards. He's just different. Uh, that's what I was kind of hoping Kendall Milton could be, but uh, I, I want to give one to Kendall Milton just for. Uh, feel so bad. I mean, it's like, you know, hamstrings now a possible MCL just snake bit. I feel bad for him. Uh, Dylan Bell could be one, but you know, I I kind of wish they lathered him up. He had back-to-back runs that were awesome. Then of course they pulled him out of there, but uh, I don't go uh, Dominic Lovett. This is a guy who had 10 catches against South Carolina last year. He had eight today. Good pick. I'm going to go uh, – uh, He had seven. They targeted him eight seven. times. Yeah, seven. seven. I'm going to go offense. Uh, of course, Dejon's the easy pick. You could go Xavier Trust for stepping into the right tackle spot. Jack White. Oh, um, I'm not going there, though. I'm not going there. I'm going Rosemary Jack Saint. 
I think uh, him being back fully healthy. Leading receiver, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Roseme led the team with 71 yards, uh, had six catches, and him blocking on the outside is just a total game changer for this team. So good to yeah. see him back. Speaking of uh, Roseme Jackson, yeah, he, he's, he's kind of did his time. He's come back and he's uh, owned up to it. So when they take away the run, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, I mean, hit, yeah. hit him with the long passes, right? Yeah, you got to hit him pass, yeah. Georgia had long passes of 14, 13, 32, 36, 16, 11 uh, yards. So here's the, thing. here's the thing. So like we've done in the past, Georgia's uh, big passing plays are gains of 15-plus yards. Georgia only had three of those tonight or today. 36 yards uh, to Ra-Ra Thomas, a 16-yarder to Bell, and then the 32-yarder to Rosemary Jackson. They've had bigger explosive plays in the passing game the past two weeks. They had six plays of rushing plays go over 10-plus yards, 12, 21, 10, 15, 13. No, no, Georgia can't run the ball, remember? And, well, they had six of them, so uh, congrats to them. Also, they had 189 yards rushing. Your defensive player of the game, who was it? Or helmet sticker, rather. Uh, helmet sticker. Ooh. I mean, the easiest one is, of course, uh, Kamari Lasser. But, yeah. Uh, you know, they, I'm looking at the official things. They took away one of his pass breakups. He had three when I when it was first posted. Now, now he has two. Like, man, that's garbage. Y'all need to give him this stuff. Um, I'm gonna go. I want I want to go uh, pop, but then he had a he had a, a whiff tackle. Oh God, yeah, he about broke his ankles on that just, play. Just off. I mean, by you know, a quarterback. Come on. You know, uh, I mean, uh, I was gonna say it's easy to go with the Malachi Starks, but I want to go the guy. Well, I want to go with Kamari Lasser. Yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, Kamari, no, I'm sorry, I had him backwards. Malachi Starks did have three pass breakups. Kamari had two. I thought Kamari had three. Kamari Lasser uh, was everywhere. Uh, Dana never had five yeah. tackles. I've been a big Dana never guy. Tyke Smith was again was big, but my helmet sticker is going to Kamari Lasser. You want to throw it three? Throw it three. Good luck with that. I'm going to throw another helmet sticker on my boy, Tyke Smith. Interception today. Uh, just keeps mm -hmm. getting better for Georgia. Back to back, right? Yeah, yeah. Keeps getting better. Like fine wine, Tyke Smith out there. Killing a man. As he was the his own guy before. Now, yeah. I mean, getting a skill set. That, and he's, he's not big. Not a big dude. But he's playing bigger. And if he wants to make it to the league, you know, going in and saying a small guy who's going to kind of do one sort of uh, coverage. Now you can do, you know, he can be man guy or zone. I think that's awesome. So love him. All right, folks, put your uh, uh, helmet stickers there in the, uh, uh, tell us in the comments there who your, your uh, helmet stickers to. We have, uh, I want to hear who uh, Jenna's is for. Uh, Greg said Dan Jackson, or he just said Dan Jackson is 17. Uh, Greg Watts said Ty Key. There's my boy. There he is. Yeah, Jenna. Who's well, somebody name? asked who was 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, so, he, uh, uh, yeah, Casey asked. Uh, I thought that was a, him playing center field on that long pass. He almost got concussed almost got by, uh, was it Kamari? He almost got concussed by that. Um, he may be. That's why all these guys get CTE. The hit, the hits are. And I, 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 I want to give Brock Bowers a, maybe not a helmet sticker. One of the, one of the uh, half a bone or something. For the run he had on like first down, second down, they hand it to him. He gets hit in the backfield. Gets drilled. Uh, the blocking is just shite on that play. Just 
absolute garbage. And he goes forward, picks up five yards, gets hit again because they're holding him up, and pops up. And then on the next play, drives a uh, defensive end, lifts him off the ground with a attack, uh, with a block. The, again, this is a man. It's not at top top of his game. He's hurt. We got a hamstring issue. We, we broke the news on that in the three two one report on Friday. Um, he's tough as nails, and the fact that he got drilled twice, and you didn't see him tapping that hat to come out. That's Brock Bowers is special. Yeah, even uh, Nicole, my wife, noticed that he was limping on the field. So he was out there playing playing hurt. KC says uh, Edwards on offense and Dan Jackson. Got a couple. Yeah, that, that interception was very important. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Jenna says Bowers is a gift from God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He got hit, turned around. He turns around and just basically backpedals for five yards, pushing guys backwards and gets hit again. Uh, JT says, great job, guys. Go dogs. Well, we appreciate it, JT. Um, and Omari says, uh, Edwards and Smith, Taiki. So there we go. I think it's kind of a consensus. Uh, Dejan on the offense, and then you've got either uh, Dan Jackson or Taiki, both of them uh, interceptions. Yeah, and as much as people were kind of complaining about him, I mean, Carson Beck put up some pretty respectable numbers. Carson has not gotten a helmet sticker from us uh, this year yet. Maybe – Against UAB, he yeah, can't. So it's a little tough, but I mean, just passing the dude was uh, 27 of 35. 77% completions, not bad. That is, that's not bad. Again, yeah, no touchdowns, but no yeah. interceptions. Whereas Spencer Rattler was at like 83% going into the first half, and then comes up and winds up at like 52%. So uh, also, uh, I liked what I saw from Darius Smith as well. Man, his arms uh, almost reach his feet when he's crouched down. Uh, and when they're that Jaguar look on third down, yeah. he comes flying in there. There are a couple yeah. times he got held as well. So, I Well, I think uh, you ready to wrap it up, boss? I am. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you so much. Before you leave, before you leave, do not leave, do not leave, do not leave. Hit that like button for us, please. It helps out tremendously. Uh, I know you guys have stayed with us for the last two and a half hours, and we greatly, greatly appreciate it for – Everybody that joined on to the show, the newcomers that video, videoed in and talked with us, uh, those newcomers in the chat, the old folks that have been in the chat with us forever, we appreciate you. I, I want Jenna on next week. Yeah, Jenna, you better you better come on the uh, Jenna show. Jenna and I, we're, we're going to fight. Yeah. Oh, oh, and Miss, Miss Mary as well. Uh, Miss Mary, yeah, she's, she's, uh, she's a local, uh, if you will. So, uh, But, guys, we appreciate you so much for watching. As always, we, we do this show uh because it's, oh, it's fun for us. come on sherry yeah we do this show because it's fun for us but you guys make the show because uh you've already uh you know you do so much for us so we appreciate it uh <laughs> sherry said you call me old absolutely not sherry absolutely not but yeah guys we appreciate it so much yeah, you did. and Bye. uh hey we got a new show tomorrow night roddy we got an all things georgia call-in show so it's not just about georgia bulldogs it's got falcons uh braves atlanta hawks everything I mean, so. hopefully the Falcons give you a win tomorrow as we can talk about that. But, I mean, the fact that the Braves – and uh, did uh, we just see a home run from the Braves? Well, yeah, Matt, Matt Olson broke the record uh, today, Atlanta Braves record. So we'll have that to talk about tomorrow. But, guys, as always, stay safe. Yeah, I'm Paul Meharry. That's Ryan Nabolsi. This is the UGA Sports post-game overreaction show. We'll see you next Saturday.